Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pixide Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez and Joel Dells. And this is now episode 130. In this episode, we are going to debate if the Chiefs are back. Patriots Super Bowl chances if the Packers have the best defense. If Jalen Hurts can be a franchise quarterback and more. A quick Patreon shout out to Anthony, BJ, PJs. Mario, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Brian, Ricky, E, Enzo, Sean Solis, Sean Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, Ben Mack, P. George, Hakari, Mateen, Dave Two Freedom, and Jay Good old Jay man. That's the boy right there. It's to the point that. There ha- I had to keep adding applause. It's usually Got Jay Aqua ends on the last applause, yeah, but we have two new Patreons, Anthony and BJ. Shout out to you Shout guys, out. man. What is it, BJ's PJs? No, it's BJ is one of them, ah. and Anthony's another one, okay. and PJ's is his own person. So you just put the BJ so PJ. PJ's and BJ are two different All right, people. all right. Yeah. So before we start the podcast, I want to read this this uh, Instagram message that we got, because I, it was very touching. I, I am very... Uh, it touched my soul. It was really so nice. this is from Max. His at name is Max Moore underscore 180. What's up, Joel, Riv, and Andrew? This is Max from Dublin, Ireland. I love the show. I'm going to subscribe to the Patreon soon. Just trying to save up for the holiday. And that that right there, I was like, that means a lot. That means a lot that, that you cool. actually think about saving up to be on our Patreon to donate to us. Like that just uh, is it's heartwarming. Just letting you know you have support across the pond. Keep it up, guys. Hashtag them up the Rockets. And by the way, I know it's a long shot, but you guys always have a roof over your head if you're ever in Ireland. That's tough. That's I so, pick that's this so side. Good. Hashtag Harden over Booker. <laughs> this very heartwarming message touched my heart a lot. So thank you to Max for that message. And thank you to all you guys that support and listen because this has grown tremendously over the past couple of months, even like over the last year it's grown. Definitely. We're almost at 10K subs. We're 1K away from it. We have 40,000 on TikTok. Our Instagram, it seems like it's growing at a rapid pace now. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of surreal, you know, and I'm just glad that we have so much support and we have a uh, we have a very tight knit, loyal Most fan same. base Definitely. and people that really like us for us and love our takes and agree with some of ours or some they some don't. And I just released uh, the uh, intro beat Thank on God. YouTube. You did yeah. everyone a favor. Yeah, I That'd just released. Yeah, I had a lot. There was a lot of comments. They liked it a lot. Somebody called me Jay. Jay Dilla. Dilla is one of the finest compliments you can get for music. Yeah, I mean, I've really I looked up to him when I was making oh, beats. Yeah. You know, so he's one of the greatest of all time. Rest in peace. You know, Jay Dilla donuts. But yeah, I thought it was right. I had to do it for the culture. I had to release it for the culture. It was good. You have your Seton Hall gear because I know they upset Michigan. That's you, Cray. Huge I, game last night. I have a Seton Hall shirt under this sweater. I was That's, fake. I was fake today. Yeah, no Seton Hall gear. That was one of the biggest wins Seton Hall has had ever. Yeah, like, I I think they've had a little bit bigger than that, bro. Going into Ann Arbor, being the number four team in the country, beating Villanova like, to win. Yeah, the Big East, the Big East champ definitely, huge. but still, bro. Like going in and being number four, yeah. like we're gonna be ranked next week easily. We're gonna be. Maybe like 20. I'll be forgetting you went to Cena Hall. Yeah, man. Yeah. Two years. I did my time. It looks like that. Thanks, bro. Yeah. How how involved, how indulged do you feel in a school, school there? At Cena Hall? I really wasn't that indulged because I really am not that type of guy. I focused on school and that was really my main priority. I saw Drew on campus maybe like five times. Yeah. I went to school, 
Went to class, went home. That's yeah. how, how about went. you? Were you all about that school spirit? Let's go pirates. And I mean, stuff? I went to plenty of games. Like I was, on, I yeah. lived on campus my junior and senior year, so I went to plenty of games. But like, I wasn't really involved in clubs and all like that. You know, I don't think I'm that type of person that is a uh, super go lucky about schools because I know there's a lot of fans that it's the college and that they root for. They, you know, that's them. For me, I don't know why I just can't get invested, bro. But our basketball team is. Good almost every year. Now like, our basketball team not. is no, it's definitely easy, it's easy to get invested into. Yeah, the, when to the your basketball. team is good for sure. It's different. Of I think what I'm saying is that I'm a fan. Oh yeah, I'm not a super fan. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. I it's funny. I went to Seen Hall games my freshman year when I didn't go to Seen Hall, and my senior year when I didn't go to Seen Hall. Sophomore and junior year, I did not go to a single game. Like the way I root for the Jets, Knicks. If I watch their games, I'm up on my seat. If it's a close game, I'm up on my seat. I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm at the game. I'm screaming. I'm this. I can't imagine myself doing that for Seahawks. Hall. It's something about just college sports that it just doesn't. Yeah, it's different, especially when you're at the game. Being at a Seahawks Hall game, oh especially if you're in the fan so section, different in it's crazy. Bro. In Prudential, it's the crazy. vibes are different. Yeah, because it's such like a, it's like a a big small arena like if that's makes any I know sense you're you know like no, we, it's, they get rowdy yeah like it's not huge but like you're all like so close to the court when you're in the student section that like it just feels like you guys are all together it gets so crazy there man that's what's up i gotta go no, we're going definitely. uh we're going to the texas game on the ninth for my birthday just pull up texas is like the no ninth december 9th oh december 9th november 9th past king oh wow texas is like i think Eighth, something right? like that. Something like high. that. It's gonna be a good game. Okay, that's what's up. I'm a deaf yeah. to. I'm a deaf tune in. I'm a deaf go. I gotta get the season tickets. I haven't gotten that. The is a come up. The also. student, the student ones are nuts. It's a hundred dollars. You go to every game and get your money back. I told you that. I told yeah. you that. I haven't even bought them yet. To be honest, yeah, it's too late now. Isn't yeah, it? I yeah. think it's yeah, probably over now. Three games passed already. No, two, two no. They're two no. We are. That's three no. three no three no. Oh, is it? I yeah. swore I looked today and there was two. Yeah, no. three no. Yeah, three no. Because our first two games were against like FTU and. I'm blanking on the other one. But Are we better be ranked? Yeah, probably. That is definitely late. after this win. Yeah, top twenty-five for sure. Because yeah. I know we were unranked. Looking at it yesterday, yeah. What were they? Three, four, I think. That's Three or four, something like that. But nuts. <laughs> yeah, on the road too. Oh man. So let's get into this football episode. It's going to be an all let's football go. episode. You guys know the deal. Yep. The first episode of the week is football. Friday is basketball. And I, I see the comments about the Mavericks and how we were wrong about them. We'll, we'll have a topic about them, no doubt. You know, we'll, we'll talk about them. We'll, I think this week's basketball show is going to be really great. Definitely. Well, let's get into football. I think the biggest headline of the week was Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. After Drew had said Justin Herbert is better than Mahomes, you know, Mahomes yeah, took that same. personally. 406 yards, five touchdowns. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 41-14. to And, I mean, are the Chiefs back? That That's really the question. Do you, do you believe in this team they can now make a run? Are they still the same team that everybody thinks they were early in the season? What's your opinion on I'll start with you, Joe? I think it's important to remember that Especially if you look back at like the Patriots dynasty run, right? We're already putting the Chiefs in this tier that they're going to go down as one of the best teams ever, a dynasty and all of this. Like, we have to be somewhat realistic here, right? Like, the Chiefs aren't going to have 10 straight years, be perfect. They're not, they're going to have bad months. They're going to have bad weeks. I remember a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we were talking about can the Chiefs defense turn it around? And I was one of them, like, yeah, I think with Steve Spagnola and a veteran defense, eventually they're going to figure it out. Now, I don't know. If they're 100% back yet, because you look at their last few games, they played home against the Giants, home against the Packers with Jordan Love, 
And this Raiders win was probably their most impressive win since week one against the Browns coming back and having, um, you know, a vintage Chiefs game where they're down at halftime and you see Mahomes do Mahomes things. But they dominated the Raiders. I mean, they doubled them in first downs. They were perfect on fourth down, held the Raiders one to nine on third down. And a few things really stood out to me. One was their offensive line. I think that their interior offensive line with Creed Humphrey, Tooney, and Trey Smith, their six-round pick, is probably the best in the league. Now, they have to do some work, especially at right tackle. Even though Max Crosby didn't put up crazy numbers, the right tackle was getting beat all game. I want to say he gave up six, maybe nine pressures, um, six pressures. So even though Andrew Wiley, he didn't give up any sacks, Max Crosby was getting to the quarterback, getting to Mahomes. Orlando Brown had a really solid game as well. But not only the offensive line, their running game. You know, Daryl Williams, who... I, I'll be honest, I thought me and Drew talked about this off the show probably last week or over the weekend. We're like, he's okay. You know, he's a below average running back, but we all think Clyde is better. But Daryl Williams had a really nice game, especially in the passing game, having over 100 yards, that crazy catch for the touchdown. You know, he really was able to break tackles in the screen game, too. And more or less, the Chiefs did what we asked. You know, on offense, they took those screens, they had a lot of checkdowns, drag routes to Tyreek Hill. But they did take a couple, you know, down the field shots. Kelsey had a few big plays as well. Looked like vintage Kelsey there. Um, It's going to be interesting to see, though, once Clyde comes back, how they're going to, you know, really treat this offense because he wasn't really a bell cow, I would say, but he was getting the majority of the work. Um, But overall, I think the Chiefs, they have the Cowboys this week. This is going to be the big test. But right now, I'm leaning towards the Chiefs are going to be back. They're going to be fine. Just because you have one or two bad months, they're right back in first place. Yeah, this is definitely a, a step in the, the right direction, a great step in the right direction. Obviously, you have Mahomes throwing for 400 yards, five touchdowns. That's exactly what every single Chiefs fan wanted to see from him, especially after these three mediocre weeks. Now, what I was very, very emphatic on was them getting the running back involved. I thought Clyde would play last week. He ended up being a scratch. Darrell Williams came in, and he did exactly what I was hoping that the Chiefs would do. Start feeding the running back. Start letting the running back open up the field for you. Because if you are the Chiefs and you're taking these checks out consistently, it allows the defense or it takes away the defense's ability to cheat on that deep ball. And now that if they're going to consistently take these checkdowns, it's not going to allow the defense to cheat. And now they're going to be able to pick and choose when they take it over the top. Now, there was one specifically where Mahomes just missed Tyreek on a bomb, yeah. just overthrew him a tad. But regardless of that, Kelsey was clicking. Tyreek and him were, were clicking. Uh, Tyreek's route running. That first touchdown that he had, he absolutely burnt him. Tyreek Hill, obviously he gets a majority of his credit for, for being the fastest player in the NFL, but regardless of that, his route running has been very good this season. And I just think that this needs to continue. They need to continue to feed the running back. And I want to see it once Clyde gets back. You didn't waste a first round pick on Clyde for him to be a, a split, you know, being a split backfield, especially with Darrell Williams. That being said, nine receptions out of Darrell Williams, over 100 yards receiving. Had Clyde's that f- never done that. N- not once in his career. Obviously, we've seen the rushing abilities from Clyde, but we saw it in college. Where, where was he most effective? Out of the passing game as well. If obviously him and Mahomes, Mahomes being arguably the best quarterback in the league, can get on that same page and start being effective like that, obviously we'll start to see Tyreek Hill get open more downfield. We'll start to see Travis Kelsey get, get open more than he already is. But I think that, obviously, this is a step in the right direction. Are they back? I'm not ready to say they're back, obviously, because the Raiders had a few opportunities that they squandered. That that over the top to, to Deshaun Jackson should have been a big play. That was a fumble. Uh, better, better play from the defender, of course. That being said, got to hold on to the ball. And Derek Carr being sloppy. Uh, that ball over the middle of the field, I get it that he got his arm swatted, but that was ugly. And then it happened again. 
So you never like to see that. But regardless of that, Raiders squandered some opportunities and this game got ugly very, very fast. And that's what happens when the Chiefs are clicking on all cylinders. That offense can just throw up 20 points like that. But definitely a step in the right direction. I want to see next week what they do against Dallas. If they continue to see the running back, let him be one of the main focal points in the offense. I think they could be back. So now he's arguably the best quarterback. He is still arguably the best quarterback. Even when we said... Stop it. Because even when we were talking, we said, who are the three? Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers. That's what I said. I said. That's not what you said. In starting a team. You said you might. No. When we're talking about who's the best quarterback. Right now. You were like, Her, come on, dude. Right now. Obviously, Mahomes is. You don't get paid $500 million in your scrub. Like, I know I know the game of football better than that. That being you said, said, Herbert, Herbert had Herbert. been outperforming Mahomes. And that's simple. And if you're saying that's wrong. I still don't think it's insane to say you prefer Herbert over Mahomes. Herbert could know. do everything Mahomes can do. Let's be honest. He can. Nah, I don't know about he, he that. He hasn't won the, the chip yet, but... I don't know about that. I'm he's a little a, bit smarter. He's also bigger. All right. I think he's a better athlete. All right. Um, it's all giddy over I want to start off with the Raiders first. Fair enough. I just think they're being affected right now by everything that's gone on. Fair. And um, you can see it in this losing skid. Uh, I usually wouldn't take so much... Um, I wouldn't be so happy about them losing. But the fact that I'm happy about them losing is because I recently went on my YouTube channel to check the comments and I had made this video about the AFC West and my predictions. I had the Chiefs one, Chargers two, Broncos three, and Raiders four. And somebody commented this like two <laughs> weeks ago that, oh, look at what you look at what you did now. Oh, you were so wrong. You better make a, a video about this and explain how wrong you were. And now two weeks later, it's the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. And I still predict the Raiders will probably finish last just because I think so many things have affected them. You know, you have Rich Passaccia in there as a head coach, and I'm not very high on him. John Gruden, you know, he got canned. Henry Ruggs, he got arrested. And there there was just still holes on that roster that needed to be fixed. And Derek Carr... If he doesn't throw for 300 yards, the Raiders lose. It's a statistic. They they are winless in games where he does not throw for 300 yards. So he has to carry that team. And last episode, I said the Raiders are going to probably win the AFC West. A little bit too optimistic there. Probably going to be wrong about that. But the Chiefs just look like a different team right now. Three-game winning streak. They're 6-4. and four. Like you mentioned, Giants, Packers, Jordan Love, yeah. Packers, not even Aaron Rodgers, Packers, and the Giants. Aaron Rodgers plays. I think it's a completely different game. And the Giants, we know they're not that good. But I kind of feel like if they would have faced them earlier in the season, they would have put up points on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have finally started to click defensively, and I think holding the Raiders to 14 points is an accomplishment. People forget this, but in 2019, the year that the, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they had a bottom 20 defense at this point of the year. It wasn't until... At this point in the second half of the season, they finished off as a second-ranked defense and seventh in the totality of the season. But in the second half of the season, they were the second-ranked defense. And Chris Jones has come back to form. These last four games, he has 18 pressures, tied for six, 21.6% pass rush win rate, which is six in the NFL right now. And Jerron Reed had a heck of a game against the Raiders as well. And we, you know, Chiefs fans have been hoping for him to kind of Coming to come into his own. You're right. That interior of the offensive line is is amazing. Andrew Wiley is not that good. Lucas Niang is hurt right now. So when he comes back, that'll get better. 
I just think even though the Chiefs, I, I think the Chiefs are somewhat back. I'm not fully invested because I think there's still holes on a roster. They don't have a second receiver. And I mean a wide receiver, not Kelsey and Hill. Yeah. They don't have a second wide receiver. Josh Gordon has not been good. McCole Hardman, he's been a disappointment. And the running game, Darrell Williams, he had a fantastic performance. But do I really expect him to do that? I really don't. I think it was an anomaly, to be honest. And even though Mahomes had this perfect game statistically, five touchdowns, 406 yards, there were like two, three picks I counted that were dropped. Yep. And that's what and that's what I told you guys. Like him having these picks this year weren't that surprising to me because over the last couple of seasons his interceptions have been dropped. Whether it's you know uh, he's snapping the ball early and it's an offsides and he just takes you know or whatever play he just risks it, but his interceptions get dropped. I think he's still a, a bit too careless with the ball. His mechanics aren't all the way there, and this Sunday a big test against the Cowboys. I think if they beat the Cowboys, I'm all in. They're they're officially back. If they can beat Dallas, they're officially back. But right now, I'm kind of like halfway there. I I do think they'll finish number one in the AFC West. I think they'll finish one in the division. They'll win their division. But I don't know if they're contenders because I look at what the Patriots are doing and I'm kind of bought in on them. If I'm the Patriots, we're, we're going to be talking about the Patriots later, but the Chiefs are going to be a scary team in the playoffs, regardless, because they're, they're going to get in, regardless if they win the division or, or possibly a wild card. But going on the road against a division team and winning by 30, I don't really care how it's done. Like, that's impressive nonetheless. Yep. And this offense, as long as it keeps clicking, and I know what you're saying about a second receiver, about the running game, but when when have they had a second receiver? When have they had a Sammy running Watkins. game? Sammy Watkins. But Watkins was never... Like he was a he play- had a great Super Bowl. He, he had a yes. really good Super Bowl. That was really about it. He was on the field, but he was never productive. You know what I'm saying? Like he was on the field and he was a player that at least you could respect, but Sammy Watkins was never this productive wide receiver that you're counting on. He's better than McCole Hartman, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, sure, but I don't think that second wide receiver, while they need an upgrade, I don't think that's why they've been struggling. I mean, you- key word though. They respect him. I don't think Defense respect McCole Hardman. I don't do, think they respect Pringle. Do you need a second receiver when you have Travis Kelsey, who is basically a wide receiver one? Yes. Do you need it? Yes. You, you don't, don't need it. You yes. would like one. You don't need it. You one. would like it. You don't need it. Yes, you do. I'll give you an example. San Francisco. They, Brandon Ayuk? Well, let's just say they had Kittle and just Debo. Their offense didn't start taking off until Ayuk got more involved. I mean, they've been hurt. That's a... I understand what you're saying. Rough example because they haven't all been in at the same time except for this past week. We, now, Yuka's also in the doghouse. Yeah, for but we've months. seen their offense with Kittle and, uh, and Debo, Debo. And it's amazing. And on, it's amazing. They, not re- they I don't individually are very productive. The offense doesn't get going as much. We saw San Fran take a turn when Ayuk was more involved. But before that, when it was... Debo and Kittle and the third Kittle's receiver. Like Sherf, they went to if the, it was like Sherfield. Mohamed Sanu. We're talking way back, though. Like, we're talking way back. The 49ers right now, when it when Debo wasn't getting touches, it was it was Debo, Sanu, and, and Sherfield. But yeah, because Kittle's been hurt all year. Yeah, but when he's played two, their offense hasn't been that productive. It, the last two games, they've been they looked really good. Yeah, because Ayuk is being more involved but now. So is Kittle. Kittle had 100 yards his first game back, and he had 15 to touchdown. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, It's harder for teams to game plan against three terrific players. Tyreek... 
is phenomenal. I don't think they're game planning Kelsey, for Ayuk. It's different Kelsey though. Kelsey is phenomenal. You're game planning for the Chiefs against Kelsey and and Hill, yes, but you're game planning against Mahomes. It's different when it's Jimmy G, Debo, and Kittle. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, know Mahomes if is a whole different world when it comes to Jimmy you G. You do you do game plan for Mahomes, but the the reason why defenses have been successful against Kansas City was that too high safety yeah, look. Tampa Bay put out the blueprint. But that that too that too high safety look. That's not to stop Mahomes. That's to stop Tyreek Hill. That's that's a blueprint against Tyreek Hill. But doesn't the that, offense doesn't that feed more into the fact they need to start feeding the running back? We see it week one of them starting to feed the running. That's back. a different question than having a second receiver. But it's not necessarily a, an essential part of the offense that they need. Yeah, it is because they're not a running they team. Have, but they Clyde could make them not a running team, but a more or like running we back. Stop, more we have focused. to stop thinking Clyde is some. Every I'm not game. saying that. I'm They're, not. Saying, but he's good. He's good enough that obviously Daryl Williams can have success. Why can't Clyde? They treat Clyde game. a lot like how uh, it's been more than one game that he's been serviceable. They Daryl. They treat ahead. Clyde a lot like how Philly treats Miles Sanders. For I sure. think we all agree Clyde and Miles Sanders better than Jordan Howard and Daryl Williams. That's by far. But for whatever reason, the coaching staff, or you know, I don't know if it's Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni, but even when the past regimes with um with Doug Peterson, they didn't trust Miles Sanders. He would get. You know, you would see all these stats on PFF when it comes to big time runs, twenty yard rushes, one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. But Miles Sanders would get ten carries a game, and we see Jordan Howard get involved, Boston Scott get involved, and be effective, especially in the red zone. Jordan Howard has three or four touchdowns over the last couple of weeks. We see the same thing now. Daryl Williams, he was a, a really played really well in the blocking game too, which Andy Reid's not going to just overlook because that's one area where Clyde struggles. He's a small running back; he can't pick up blocks like Daryl Williams can, who's six foot, you know, two twenty. Clyde's a lot smaller of a, of a player. I just don't think Clyde's going to come back and Daryl Williams is going to disappear. Daryl Williams is going to be involved. And maybe it's best if they, they have some sort of a timeshare, which they have been doing in the past. To start off the year and last year, Daryl Williams was in a lot of third down situations. But again, that's a lot because of pass blocking. Yeah, but I, I think like you made a lot of good points there. But maybe there's a reason they don't trust Miles Sanders. I, I know He's, I know analytically he looks all great. He looks like a like a darling, but... He makes a lot of boneheaded mental mistakes. Yeah, he had he struggled with the drops a lot last year. But he was his first year in the league, he was really good, especially out of the backfield. Last year was I thought it was a bit of an anomaly. And this year again, like even when he has been playing, bro, there's been times where like he gets eight carries. We've seen games of two carries for like fifteen yards, and we're like, what's going on here? You can say that. But Philly has had five straight games of 100 yards plus rushing. Yeah, that's what and I'm it, saying. And it hasn't been with Sanders. No, I agree 100%. But Jalen Hurts also plays a part into that as well. Unless you're talking yeah. strictly running back, that's different. Even I'm, with running backs, though, they've all been phenomenal. But it's just they're getting weeks. Jordan Howard seeing 17 touches last week. They're the second he, best net, rushing team in the Miles NFL. Sanders, I think week one touched 15. He's never touched 17. 15, 17. Yeah. But that was week one. He had 15 carries, 13, 2, 7, 11, 9, 6. Like, that's insanity. That I don't know. That makes no sense. I would say it's insanity because the definition of insanity is doing something the same, it's doing something over and over again, even when it fails. Right now. But it doesn't fail. Right yeah, now. Week one, he no, five a carry. Right now, Philly isn't failing. They're the second best rushing team in the NFL. That's, it's going to be exciting to see. Miles Sanders should come back this week. He just got activated off the IR. So, so I would agree with you if, like, okay, we're not using Miles Sanders and our run game isn't going. And I'd be like, okay, then maybe we should involve Sanders if our run game isn't going. Was it going when, when Miles Sanders was playing, in your opinion? Yeah. I don't believe so. Week one, they looked phenomenal. They looked excellent it week had, one. That was Atlanta. Yeah. Let's just be honest. And... In the last five games, they have been on another level rushing. For sure. Hasn't been with Sanders. 
because Sanders has been out. Okay, but it's just showing you that without him, they are still tremendously successful. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, obviously, you've seen that you have success when you're actually using the running back. They weren't using the running back. It's one thing if Miles Sanders is getting 16 carries and he's averaging three carries. That's exactly what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying, and it would be different because then his numbers wouldn't be as good, but they're having success without him. And ultimately, I don't know if they'd be having more success with him, like, with him, are they the best rushing team in the NFL? Are they better than I'm he's more explosive. I'm just saying he's better. That's I think he's more saying. explosive than Jordan Howard. Like right now, the Eagles are the right now the Eagles are the second best rushing team in the entire NFL. That helps when you have a rushing exactly. quarterback, though. Hundred percent. Like, the Ravens yeah, were the number one sure. year after year after year. For sure, it helps when you have a rushing quarterback, but it's also been because of Boston Scott. It's been because of Jordan Howard. It's been because of Kenneth Gainwell. They they that trio they have all been amazing in different aspects. Yeah. Jordan Howard's been great as a rusher, and they've been using really Boston Scott more. I thought Kenny Gainwell was going to get a lot more work, especially being a rookie, but Boston Scott's really taking that over. It's probably the coaching staff probably trusts him more. And, bet. and ultimately, this conversation straight away from Clyde Edwards Alaire, I don't view Clyde Edwards Alaire as a, a workhorse back. The Chiefs screwed up. They did. They, they took him over Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Well, Jonathan Taylor was obviously a better player than Clyde Howard's a player in, should, in they college. Should, they should have known that on draft day, truthfully. Well, but, Mahomes wanted Clyde. But based off what happened in that college football playoff, Clyde was an absolute freak of nature. What he was doing was scary, running through people, carrying bodies, just yards and yards down the field. I understand the pick at the time, but it wasn't the safest pick. Clyde has no big playability. That's one of his biggest issues with they me. They took Clyde because he fits their passing scheme more than they wanted to For run sure. Thought, but he but, can't pass block. And, that, and Jonathan Taylor is just as good of a, a pass catcher as he was, yeah, too. It, for sure. And, and that's why I'm saying, pick. like, I know the Chiefs have to run, and that's what ultimately is going to get them Definitely. out. It's going to it's gonna stop defenses from showing too high safety looks if they run the ball and they are effective. They need to do that every game. But we, we have to recognize that the Chiefs' bread and butter is passing the ball. And if you only have two threats that can catch, it is very easy to hone in on them and take them out the game or make it very difficult and have Mahomes force a ball to Hardman or or Pringle versus when you have a guy like Sammy, because even though Sammy's not some fantastic receiver, he's still a good receiver. And he's, he's a wide receiver too. You know, he's not a one, but he's a two. And they respected him more. And the Chiefs had a lot of success last year with that. It's tough to say. I mean, I feel like Sammy really wasn't the best. Do me a fair. I was going to say, I'm looking please. at it right now. He only played 10 games, uh, but 37 catches for 420 yards. Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman both had more yards than receptions. Go to the Super Bowl year. Uh, 2019? Yes. Because right. that's really, because that's the, the, the only way that I can understand your argument is if he played, if he had over 700 or 800 yards. He's 52 for 673, three touchdowns. It's like, how many games though? Uh, 13. Okay. 14. 14. So 16 games, he he's two. getting 700. He two. Yeah, so he's getting 700, 800. I guess, but that's just Sammy Watkins. When could you really ever rely on him? Yeah, he was healthy for the playoffs. He, was. he had a huge week one that year, I remember. I think he, he, he had probably 40 had like, points, three touchdowns. I was, yeah, he went crazy week one. So if you take just weeks two to 16, 17, whenever you know he missed a few games, you were probably looking at like 20, 30 yards a game. Yeah, I'm not saying Sammy's fantastic, but he's definitely way better than McColl. That's tough. He's better than McCole, yes. He's, yeah, but way better. I don't know. Yeah. Sammy Watkins, like Sammy Watkins, barely is doing anything on the Ravens. No, barely anything is nice. He's being nice. He's done Bayman nothing. Has come, Bayman has come back, 
And that's no, that's lit, a- but it's just what you got to expect at Sammy Watkins at this point. Did, did they need Sammy Watkins? No. Was he a great fill-in player for them? Yes. Do I think that Pringle and McColl could do the bare minimum for them to still have success as long as they continue to feed the running back? Yes, because you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. The, the issue isn't Chiefs players getting open. One, it's been their defense has been terrible, and two, Mahomes has been terrible decisions. It's not because they, you know, oh, we just don't have enough weapons. Sammy Watkins doesn't walk into this team and everything's fixed. They're Super Bowl favorites. It's over. Would you no, say? No, definitely that? not. Yeah, like it's, their defense right now is on a roll, and that's why they're ultimately we're talking about them being back. They're uh-huh. averaging. They're allowed only allowing twelve points per game. I'm not saying that Sammy fixes their problems. But I don't think Clyde Edwards Hilaire does. And that's what you guys were implying. No. No, they need to. F- they, I'm in. What I'm saying ultimately is you don't need the third wide or the second wide receiver because you have Hill and you have Kelsey. That's ultimately well, that's the main I, point. I, I think you need a wide receiver too to but, maximize but Kelsey the Kelsey is that wide receiver too. You, you, who's really a wide receiver one? Yeah. He's a tight end. And I know he's who a is better threat. than a who? lot of wide receivers. Well, he no, lines up as a receiver just as much as no a tight end. There's no doubt, ends. but it's two players you can key in on them. You can key in on. He's two. listed I as mean, a tight end, but he's a receiver. Kyle Pitts is the same way. Kyle Pitts has like 80 percent of his snaps at wide receiver. He's just listed as tight it's end. Like, look at the Rams. I mean, you got Cooper Cup and you have, uh, excuse me, Robert Woods. Yeah. Rest in peace. But now you got Odell. Did you do you did you think you really need more than those two guys? Yes. Their offense was struggling. I well, mean, Daryl Daryl Henderson's been stellar. So I mean, you looked at the Rams. I'm sure we're not, or I'm not the only person that thought, okay, this Rams team is good enough to win a Super Bowl with just Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Rest in peace. Because of this ACL. Yeah, but I think after the bye week they have, Odell is going to be much more. What do he play? Fifteen snaps, twenty. Yeah, snaps? he'll be much more. No, he's going to get his volume. The up, reason, of the reason why the Rams went out and got Odell is because they understood. We need another dynamic to this offense. We saw them versus Tennessee. They didn't get anything going, Cooper or Woods. They needed another guy. When you only have two guys, and if they're both off their game, if the game plan against them is terrific, you need somebody else to step up. And that's why the Rams got Odell, because they wanted somebody else to step up in those type of games. And the Chiefs, in games where defenses have game plan for them great, they haven't had that third receiver to step up. But I mean, even the Rams, all. even the Rams Super Bowl year, they had two weapons. They had Gurley, but by the Super Bowl, Gurley was toast. He was not playing. Uh, it's well. a difference between like receiving weapons and a running back because they Todd Gurley was an MVP that year. Yeah, you know, an MVP candidate. He fell that year. off though, bro. He fell off in the playoffs. No, in the he Super Bowl. fell. He fell off, but they still had success because their team was built off of West Coast offensive yeah. scheme. Yes, of a zone blocking scheme, a zone run blocking scheme. The Chiefs aren't a running team, yeah. so that's not going to be them. They they need they need multiple pass catchers to maximize that offense. That's like the Bills, bro. Like we did the Bills. They desperately need a running back, though. The Bills do because they're not balanced. But when you look at the Bills, they have Stephon, they have Emmanuel Sanders, they have Cole Beasley, they have Gabe Gabe Davis, uh, Dawson. They Knox have Dawson Knox, who's been amazing. They have five legit guys who can get open. And now let's look at the Packers who went to two straight NFC championships with just one yeah. wide receiver. And what scheme have they implemented there? But that, regardless of that fact, they've still been able to have success with just one offensive. The reason why, of the reason Aaron why Jones, they've had success, I mean. for one, 
it's Matt Lafleur scheme. West Coast. It's a running. It's a running scheme. It's Very a lot of play action. Yes, exactly. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. That's one. And I understand Tyreek Hill is in that same tier. And Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. But by far. the difference with the Packers is that they're not. They don't live and die by the pass, and they have players that fit the scheme. Like MVS, yeah, he's not a household name, but he puts a threat on the defense because he's very fast. If MVS is a threat, McCall Harmon's I definitely agree. a threat. MVS is better than McCall Harmon. Oh, bro, I don't know. It's a I toss de- definitely is is crazy. I mean, if you want to say he's a little bit better, but he also has uh, some serious drop issues that he's been that's dealing with. That's the only thing, year. but he gets the open. only thing that's still a big issue. But McCall doesn't get open. The receiver, you can't catch the ball. I think that's pretty important. Yeah, but McCall can't get open. They they use them differently too. McCall, I feel like, is designed more to do underneath and screens, while MVS they say go straight deep. go routes. But that's why he puts a threat on the defense. So that's the scheme. That's the scheme. That's talking about the scheme right there. And Robert Tunyon, he had a Pro Bowl tight end season last season. Also, he was touchdown oriented. He's he's done for the year. Yeah, I know. There's no doubt. And we're not even sure what the Packers are going to be. Their defense is really why we have them in a category of potential. Well, and Aaron Rodgers still. Yeah, of course. Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers has been there for years now. The reason why they've never been favorites is because the defense has been trash. But now that defense is. is They're always one of the top three or four favorites in the NFC. Yeah, because of Aaron Rodgers, but yes. they never get over the top because that yeah. defense holds them back. No, I agree. But the reason why they, you know, you talk about the Packers have had success. That's true. But what do we say every single year? Oh, I'm with, but they only have one and they're having success. I'm looking at the Chiefs and they have two, arguably at the best at their positions. Kelsey, it's not a debate. He's the best. Kelsey, you know the difference, like I said, it's different schemes. The Chiefs are a, are a pass heavy team. And they've went to. One Super Bowl, an AFC championship. Yeah, but this already. is this is the difference. The the Green Bay Packers, their their scheme is built around the run. It's a West Coast scheme, so they can get away with having less receiving threats because they have Aaron Jones. But we're also they have this. they have Jamal Williams, who was there last year, was who was pretty good for them too. We're AJ Dillon is bursting onto the scene this year. We're saying this game one week year. removed out of their running back being arguably their most essential piece in the game plan. So now let's see if this can this trend continues. It's not. It's probably not. That being said, it in my opinion, if they want to continue to see the playbook open up like it did this past Sunday, they need to continue trending in that direction. Yeah, they need to run the ball more. But guy, I don't think about. I'm not thinking so much as run. I'm thinking running back focused. However, you can get the running back the ball. Because obviously passing works, and if you're going to be this pass-heavy offense, which obviously they are, make it different. Exactly, a hundred percent. And I understand that that obviously, in part, is why Todd Gurley got shelved so soon. He puts him in dangerous positions. Yeah, but that's when it didn't help. That being said, you still have that combination of Clyde and Daryl. Daryl, who clearly has shown he's more than capable of being that pass-catching type. Keep taking this. Keep going on this direction. See where it takes you. See if the offense continues to expand. I mean, again, like we said, we're week, we're one week removed, but it was arguably their most dominant offensive performance. Two of the best rushing teams right now currently are the New England Patriots and the Cleveland Browns in the NFL. The Patriots completely embarrassed the Browns, forty-five to seven. They're now six and four. Mac Jones had three touchdowns. Stevenson had two touchdowns. Ramondre, man. And man. Damien's playing too. Baker is a faker. <laughs> Baker isn't good. And he threw an interception to, <laughs> to Kyle Duggar. 
almost another one to J.C. Jackson. And Dearness Johnson also fumbled on a screen on third down. And to me, honestly, there were these turnovers just ended up biting Cleveland in the ass, and they couldn't recover back from this game because I thought that sometimes plays just weren't there for Cleveland. And Baker did a good job at not forcing the issue at certain points, but you couldn't really do anything. Like the Patriots, they just completely dominated this game in every single phase. And I look at the Patriots and I really think this is a team that can make it out the AFC. And right now I'm leaning towards picking them. Like they are probably my favorite as of right now. I just, the Patriots are the only team that I trust Really trust. I heard this last week out of in the, the Titans, AFC, but I can understand. Yeah, outside of the Titans, yeah. it's the Titans and the, and the Patriots for me. All of their losses have come by one score outside of New Orleans. Cowboys, Bucks, Dolphins in Week One. The Bucks losing to the Bucks and Cowboys by one score is is still it's a moral victory. I'm with you. The Dolphins they should have won that game. And the last the last four games, the Patriots have outscored their opponent opponents. 150 to 50 outside of the Titans include that Jets game 50 to three we lost like yeah outside of the Titans <laughs> the Patriots have the most impressive wins in the conference and beating the Browns and the Chargers and just they manhandled the Browns Matt Jones is the fifth highest graded quarterback according to PFF 13 touchdowns seven picks 18th in QBR Harrison Stevenson make up a very good running back duo they have okay receivers. They have separators at receivers, route runners, and they have tight ends that can block. Hunter Henry and John U. Smith, they can block really well. Defensively, Ballhawks and JC and Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar, they've all been amazing. I just trust the Patriots over any team in the AFC. I trust them just a smidge bit over Tennessee because I think Bill Belichick 100%. is a better coach than Mike Vrabel. And there's... Team, a lot of the teams in the AFC at the top of the AFC just have problems, and I, I can't buy into them. The Bills can't run the ball. The Ravens don't have a defense. The defense is trash. I don't trust the Browns. The Chargers can't stop the run. Who else am I missing, Chiefs. really? The Chiefs. Chiefs are the scariest to me. Yeah. They, the, Chief, the, Chiefs are, the Chiefs are the scariest because if they get it going, we know what they're capable of, but that's if, and that's a big if based off you. of what they've been so far. But really, those like the top teams that we usually talk about in the AFC, I can't really trust them. And what do we always say about Bill Belichick? What is his forte? It's about creating havoc for young quarterbacks. And what is the AFC filled with? Young quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Even though Mahomes has been here for a while, he's still considered a young quarterback, even though he's had success sure. against Belichick. Yep. The the mo the Baker Mayfield too Baker Mayfield oh young quarterback hell. the 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 quarterback with the most experience in the AFC right now is Ryan Tannehill and I don't trust the Titans fully because one Derrick Henry's not there and Tannehill I think has kind of been reckless with the ball this season and the receiving threat I mean AJ Brown and Julio are always in and out the lineup so you really don't you can't count on nobody really and their offensive line isn't that good and the Patriots have been pretty good at rushing the passer this year. They're the sixth-ranked offense. They're the second-ranked defense. I just trust the Patriots. And as of right now, it's for me, it's between the Patriots and the Titans to, to make it out the AFC. 
But man, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Patriots make it out of the AFC. And two weeks ago, I had that take in my brain. I gave you credit for it. I didn't I didn't want to say it yet because I, I just felt like it was too soon. But they have showed me enough. And their next four games are against the Falcons. That's a win. Tennessee and Buffalo. Those are the two games that, okay, this is what these two games are going to show us what the Patriots are really made of. The games against the Titans and Bills. And then they have the Colts after that. If they can go two and two in these games. I think the Patriots are are going to show everybody they are legit. I think the Patriots have a chance to go to the Super Bowl, but if they actually end up getting there, it would surprise me. Bill Belichick, best coach in the league. Their defense is playing well, the offensive line. Their offense, I just don't know if I could trust Mac Jones as a rookie in prime time, especially if they're going to have to go on the road. It's it's a different ballgame. If, if, if the Patriots get home field advantage, they get the one seed, right? And you have to go to Foxborough for every game, different. I don't think being, what, a two, three games out of the one seed right now, I don't know if they're going to do it. If, if he has to go, if Mac Jones has to go on the road, play a Baltimore, play a Tennessee, I don't feel great. If they're home, it's it's a whole different situation because I trust Bill Belichick, and we know Foxborough is one of the hardest places to play. Just like you said, I look at the other AFC opponents or contenders, and none of them stand out. The The ones that, scare, that stand out really is the Chiefs because we know if the Chiefs click and they get it going, they're going to be... The contenders, number one, regardless AFC or NFC. We've seen Patrick Mahomes do it year in and year out. But you see a team like Buffalo, a divisional opponent. Bill Belichick's played that team a thousand times, even though it hasn't always been with Josh Allen, I know. He's played them a thousand times. And Buffalo's rushing game, while it's it does rank if you look per game, they're about top ten. But when they're they've been in so many blowout games where they just have to run the ball the third and fourth quarter, it kind of inflates the stats, right? When they were in close games, they had 82 yards against the Titans, 72 yards against the Jaguars, even though you could kind of throw that game out. They did play well against the Pittsburgh week one, but week one seems like a whole new season at this point. Um, But at that case, if they don't have a run game like we're kind of expecting, and it's just Josh Allen versus Patriots defense and Bill Belichick, I I like my odds if I'm I'm New England there. It's going to be if Mac Jones could really do... You know, what he's been doing up to this point is the bright's gonna the light's gonna be too bright. He did it at Alabama, won national championships. He he's been there, he's done that. But the NFL is a whole different ball game. And you go look at the Titans, I think that would be a defensive game, especially if Derrick Henry's not gonna be there and it's just gonna be Deontay Foreman, Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols show. Cause a few weeks ago I said when Derrick Henry went down, I think they should start passing more. Get AJ make AJ Brown the, the focal point in this offense. And they've done the complete opposite of that. And to their credit, they've won a couple games. You know, a really good win on the road against L.A. Um, and against New Orleans, who has one of the best events in the league as well. And then the only other team that really stands out is the Ravens. But they just have so many injuries that are bound to catch up to them. Like you said, their defense has been so shaky the entire season. And Bill Belichick's just one of those those coaches that he could shut down Lamar. You know, like he's going to find some way to to contain him and just make him do... Make him be human and not superhuman. We yeah. saw him last year. They won. Uh, it was it was a sloppy game. I remember it was like it was pouring rain. But regardless, they won a game that they really shouldn't have with Cam Newton throwing like 120 yards. So I think the Patriots can make the Super Bowl. But I think it would surprise me just because I don't know if I trust their offense to be explosive enough. So you said something interesting there. You're not. You don't know if you can trust Mac Jones in prime time. The game versus the Bucks and Tom Brady's return. That wasn't enough for you to say I can trust this guy. So it's a regular season game. In it's the a Rams. huge game. In the it's, it's a huge game regardless, but it's still a regular season game at home compared to possibly on the road and in the playoffs. I don't like in the rain though. Yeah. 
Okay. He still lost. Yeah. But he did they, play well. Like if they blew him out, they blew him out by twenty. That's he one did. thing. But they did lose. Yeah. And it's not like he put the kicker in the best situation at that point. But Mac Jones played a, a great he played game. Played a solid game for a, sure. No, a great game. I'll say a great game. He played you a great game. You also love Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is legit. I do too. Legit. I think he's really good. But I just I'm not ready to put a rookie. When's the last time we've seen a rookie go to the Super Bowl? I mean. Ben Russ Brady was pretty young, but he wasn't ben, a rookie. Brady, same thing. I was thing. saying Ben Brady, and we're talking early two thousands. Mahomes, Mahomes went to the AFC Championship. Yes, his first year starting short, but it's that not that common. Offense was, it's not common, but at the same time, this is going to be basically my main point. It's Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick's playing with one of the ultimate chips on his shoulder. He just seen Brady come off of the ultimate. Uh, gratification world tour of Brady made Belichick. Brady's the reason that, that uh, Belichick has this many Super Bowl wins. He's tired of hearing that. Bill Belichick's come into this season, obviously had a whole different game plan, had a bunch of money to spend. He said, all right, I'm going to be smart with the way I divvy it up, go and make some smart uh, smart decisions, bring in Hunter Henry, bring in Jonu Smith, and Hunter Henry has been an excellent addition for them. Mac Jones clearly taken to a liking to him. We've seen Kendrick Bourne start to become a little bit more involved into the Your offense. Guy. Absolutely love to see that. And watching him play was very interesting. Obviously, he only had four receptions, 98 yards. But I like the way that they were using him out of the backfield, really com- trying to confuse the defense. Talking about John? No, I'm, I'm talking about... Um, Stevenson? No, oh my goodness. Henry, uh, uh, no, Kendrick no, Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. Thank you. Look, we just threw all these names out. It confused me. Kendrick Bourne, they were using him out of the backfield. I think he had over 30, 30 rushing yards. So it's just different schemes that they're throwing at, at, at defenses. Obviously, Damian Harris being one of the leading scorers in touchdowns or leading the leaders in touchdowns this season has seven touchdowns, has over 500 yards rushing. He's been excellent for them. And clearly, it doesn't matter who you throw in behind him because Stevenson's come in and been effective as well. 20 attempts, 100 yards clean, two touchdowns. He was excellent. Obviously, you already said it, the six-ranked offense, number two in, in, in points given up. I think they're number six in total yards given up either way. So it's not as if they're giving up yards and they're getting bailed out in the red zone. On all on all levels, they've been excellent defensively. And Mac Jones has done the job up until this point. Now, obviously, I understand and, and can get behind your, your thoughts of you can't trust a, a rookie quarterback in the in the biggest stage. A lot of these guys are young and haven't really had the experience. Obviously, they have more than Mac because he's been in the league just this season and they've been in, you know, in, in certain situations, two, three, and ten hills uh being one of the rare occasions being in this uh, in the playoffs. Uh, more than these younger guys and Josh Allen, Lamar. Obviously, Mahomes is the outlier because he already won his Super Bowl. But it's Bill Belichick. And ultimately, I, if I'm going to put my, my faith in, in a coach, I'm going to put in Bill Belichick, especially with, I don't want to say the, the the pressure, but the scrutiny he's received over this offseason. Last season, they were definitely underachievers. People still respected uh, Bill Belichick last year and gave him the benefit of the doubt they were going to be competitive. They definitely underwhelmed, and he was... He clearly took it personal on his Michael Jordan and came in this season has been amazing. I will say this. If he wins a championship this year, it should be no debate. He's the greatest sports coach ever in all sports. You move on a year removed from the greatest ever in Tom Brady, and you win a Super Bowl in this fashion, basically completely rebuilding the team. I'm giving 100% credit to to Bill Belichick with that one. If he can win it, look, I'm getting goosebumps at the thought. If he can win a Super Bowl with this team a year after Brady wins it, he's the best ever. And in all sports, the only one that will come close is Phil Jackson. You mentioned that when's the last time rookies led a team, a rookie quarterback has led a team to the Super Bowl? 
when's the last time we've seen a quarterback like Mac Jones as a rookie that can run an offense as good as he? Since Andrew Luck. As a rookie running an offense that good. And Herbert. I can't. I'm, I just forgot about Kyler him. came in and was solid, too. Yeah. Not a lot of rookies. I don't Stop think it. Kyler Stop wouldn't have been it. able to run that New England system not, as a rookie year. Not a lot of rookies come into Bill Belichick, Correct. Josh McDaniels, in the best organization hold all on, of football. Hold on. We have to stop this because I feel like because Mac Jones is doing well, everybody's trying to find different ways to discredit him. Oh, it's no. the Patriots, good organization, no one's good coaching, Mac Jones. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. We all, we, all we say are these things to try to discredit him, but when are we going to give him credit in saying that the New England system is an extremely complicated Absolutely. system to understand, let alone execute. Yeah. And Mac Jones has done it at an insanely high level. It, the touchdown interception ratio may not look gaudy, but he's the one that's driving down yet. the field, putting Damian Harris and Stevenson in those positions to score, even though I know they get a lot of rushing yards, but he's the one running that offense. He's the one doing it. What, what, like, it take for him to be a rookie and to execute that offense, you have to tip your cap off to him. Yeah, it's nothing against Mac Jones. I just, like, obviously, bro, if Mac Jones gets drafted by the Jets or the Falcons, he doesn't do this. And it's nothing It's nothing against huh. him. It's if just Mac, true. If Mac Jones got drafted by the Jets, he'd have a Mike White versus Bengals performance every single goddamn game. No, he wouldn't, bro. He wouldn't throw 400 yards Well, not game. 400 yards, but I'm saying that game where you saw... You saw Mike White get the ball out quick, decisive with his decisions. That would have been Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones is basically doing that in New England, though. I know, but I'm, not, and he hasn't thrown for four hundred. I know the four hundred yards. That's wasn't. That's not what you meant. You just meant that he would be a statistical phenomenon every single week. I mean, listen, but you I feel can't, like he's already in that situation. You can't control. You can't control when you're throwing a four Look, I don't yard. want to hate on Mac Jones. I don't want to. Yeah, I, you like, can't, I think you Mac can't Jones is really good. When, like when you're Mike White, you can't control when you throw a four yard pass and you. it gets taken for twenty. That's a fact. Which yeah. that's what it, that's what was happening in that game. Mm. His average depth of target was four. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like let's just be realistic. And Mac is getting I'm just more saying, and more comfortable. Do I think Justin Fields can run New England's offense as a rookie right now? No. Do I think Lawrence can do it? No. I think if it's one quarterback, yeah. it would have been Fields. That can run New England's offense? I don't think it would be as effective as Mac, but in terms of football intelligence, I would think Field is right up there. I'm not trying to take anything away from his intelligence. I think he's a smart young dude. But Cam Newton couldn't even run it as great as Mac is doing right now. And well, yeah, Cam Newton is far Cam's more not, Cam was Cam never is far good, more advanced than Justin Fields yeah, right now as a quarterback. But, but Cam was never the perfect fit. Mac Jones is the perfect Correct. fit in this offense. Cam was a fit. He was an intermediate passer. Yeah, but not a not a good one. He's, he's not an accurate passer. No, he doesn't have the good, arm as He's a as good Mac. intermediate pass, short passer. He is. He was terrible last year. Because the, the threats that were there were he's not great. He's got basically great. the same same. same I was going to say, they got What two. do you mean? Hunter Henry, John Smith, they John were not there. Yes, but Kendrick yes. Bourne was Kendrick not there. Aguilar was not there. Kendrick Bourne's never been there. Kendrick Bourne's never been there. Guys, they're guys. What do you mean Kendrick Bourne has never been there? He was good in San Fran. Kendrick Bourne would be the wide receiver four on the Jets, bro. Ooh, you're being spicy right now. serious? Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder. Are you serious? I'm serious, bro. He's the wide receiver four on the Jets. He's got a point. He's got a point. Yes, he is. Okay, three. If you don't want to give Elijah more because he's a rookie, I think he's better than Kendrick Bourne. No, he's better than Crowder. I disagree. He's better than Keelan Cole. I didn't even talk about Keelan Cole. Yeah, because you shouldn't. He's better. Bro, Kendrick (laughs) Bourne is is an 
average receiver at best. Chili's breaking out. No, he's a Same good Same thing receiver. with Aguilar. He was good in San Fran. He, but he was very limited in his role. He wasn't. Cause that's because they're a run-first offense. Regardless, even when he got opportunity, like, Kendrick he made Bourne, the most of them. He had the chance to break out because we saw Debo was hurt. Brandon Ayuk was a rookie last year. Kendrick Bourne had every opportunity to really seize the wide receiver one role if he wanted to. He didn't. Well, I never said he's a wide receiver number one, but... Okay, I'm, here we go. This is what he did last season. To say that Matt doesn't have a, f- more, a, be- a far better supporting cast than Cam is just delusional. Cam, Cam's first, best year was Nikhil Harry. It was Jacoby Myers. Okay, and he's their third receiver right now. Jacoby Myers Jacoby's probably leads the team yeah, in receiving. No, he's been amazing. No, it's Bourne. No, well, regardless of that, Maybe last, after this week, last season, yeah, Bourne had 667 yards total. This year, he already has 520. Uh... So 2019, he was... How rec- many games did he play last year? Last year, he played... I want to say all of them. He played 15, so he missed one. Uh, 2019, he played all of them. In 2018, he played all of them. In 2019... So you mean last yeah. year, when, when Jimmy G was out the entire year, C.J. Beathard, Nick Mullins... All right, so the then here's... And a they full played really hold well. Hold on, hold on. So you want Jimmy G in the lineup. Here it is. 2019, he had 358 yards. And in 2018, he, play? he played all of them. And the year before that, he played all of them and had 487. This is Kendrick Bourne's breakout. This is How his many breakout. games did he start? Last season? No, nah, it doesn't really In show the Super Bowl that. year, 2019. I mean, he played all of them. I mean, the 2019 season, they brought in Emmanuel because they didn't think that he was the guy. He's not He's not a number one. Kendrick Bourne, 100%. But now he's coming in this, this year, and, and he's been amazing. This is his breakout. This is his best year. But I don't know why we're doing this when we're comparing the number one receiver. We're just saying, oh, Kendrick Bourne versus this guy and that guy. It's Aguilar, Bourne, and Myers. I know that's not an exceptional receiving core, but it's far better than what Cam had last year. And like, it's not. It's why is that such a crazy I know, statement? It's, it's not the craziest statement, but it's not like. The, no, would it's, you say, it's not. Would you it say, be a crazy would you statement say, at all? Would you say these three guys are any of them firmly above average? That's not the point. I'm asking you a question. That's not the point. Well, for one, Nelson Aguilar definitely is. Last year, he had a breakout season. He had a lot of bomb touchdowns for sure, but this season he hasn't really been what we were expecting. Yeah, because New England doesn't run the side. Answer the question: Are any of these three firmly above average? No. Firmly above. Yes. Aguilar is elite separators. Wait, hold up. Elite. Nobody. We got to stop throwing that word out there. I'm saying firmly above average. Above average does not mean elite. Above average is just. Well, I'm not saying elite. Elite strong. Obviously, hold up. But I understand the sentiment. Is born a good receiver? He's average. Yeah, you're talking to the wrong person because I a, like Bourne. I was going to say, he loves Is Nelson average. Aguilar a good receiver? Ah, I think he's average. They're both average. Is They're both Jacoby guys, Myers bro. not a good receiver. Jacoby is a solid, solid I think solid Jacoby's piece. the best. He okay, so last year, Cam was throwing to Jacoby Myers. Nikhil Harry. It was terrible. Who? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry who Edelman Demir for like Bird. five Hunter, Hunter Henry makes this a whole different topic, and yeah, that's why well, I'm All I said was that Cam Mac has far better weapons than Cam had last year. That's not a crazy statement. No, nah, it's They're not better. the craziest. It's because they went it's from just, the worst, yeah. the worst weapons in the league to like the 25th best weapons in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, they got better, but these weapons aren't like, oh my god, they have a Devonte Adam. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's they, a reason they have why the run game receivers. has been a key part in them winning games. Why is the run game that effective? And you think tell about me. it. Because they got they have a great blocking or run scheme, and it obviously works week in week out. No, because they went out of free agency and got two of the best blocking tight ends. That's true. Which well, helped, which has helped maximize which is exactly that scheme. What I said. Okay. No, you didn't. It's different because it's different. I said they have a great run. You scheme didn't mention them too. Scheme. You didn't mention them. But what is that? All right, sorry that I didn't specifically. So what, what did they have last year? Dalton Keenan, Devin no, that's Asiasi. That's fair. Like, come on, their offensive Terrible. line was solid still. 
It was. It was good, but... And they also had Tooney on that line that they set, don't have this year. Tight ends set the edge. For sure. Yeah, but this year, they they don't need Tooney because they have on on They had a great offensive line And they line have Shaq Mason. Those are their guards. They don't need Onenwu. They, they, they didn't have David Andrews. He opted out last year. The run year. wasn't the problem last year. It was the pass. Yeah, Cam was... Cam had 12 rushing touchdowns last year. Yeah. David Andrews opted out last Kane, year. He's back. We're talking about passing, though. We're talking about weapons. But we're but talking no, about ultimately weapons. It's, it's passing. We're talking, but then we started talking about why they're having success. Ultimately, why they're having success is because this great run run scheme that they've had this season. Last year, they had the great run scheme. And what also. is that opening up? That's opening up the pass. But what but is that? Because but, Mac can hit the hit the. Tor- but hit they the have throws. better receivers this year than last they do. year. That's they do. that. So yeah, I'm with that's you. end of the conversation. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. But I understand. But no one was really disagreeing with you. It was just far better. Like extre- like these guys aren't. Yeah, sure. Going from Nikhil Harry, who's a first round bust, to actually having receivers who are productive. Yes. It's Kendrick Bourne, like he's solid. Shout what out do you mean? To he's him. he's a, he's good. He's, he's on pace to get one K this year. Mac Jones like, is a big part of that. This, if the if the Patriots go and draft a receiver in the first or second round this year, Wait, it's so going to be the best up. receiver on their team. You guys are all over the place because first me, I've been very consistent. For, first, it's first, it's the system is making Mac Jones. Then it's, it's I mean, then it's this year Mac Jones doesn't have far better receivers. Then you're like, oh, the reason why the receivers are having success this year is because of Mac Jones. Yes. So he's what a is better, it? He's a better player than Cam Newton. At and I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a debate. I'm sure you feel the same way. I don't think it's a debate either. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with okay. you. Then what are you really disagreeing with I don't, I don't with understand here. what's the issue. They have better weapons this year than last is year. That you guys tried, thing, you is, guys, that, is that why your are you guys quarrel with what we're saying right now? You guys are pushing back on that. We're not We're not really pushing. It's yes. like, yes, you're right there. but like It's just like, yeah. <laughs> is it really that much of a difference where Cam shouldn't have had any kind of success? Cam did have in success In the past? Well, that's a different story. That's exactly because what we were Cam, talking Cam about. Cam wasn't as bad as he's made out to be. In New England, he was very underrated. He was very underrated. He had great he, running games. After, once he got COVID, 100%. after that, it was a completely... Before, yeah, pre-COVID, especially that Seahawks game stands out. He was phenomenal. But post-COVID, bro, he was not good. COVID and, to do it to you. No, 100%. Oh, I'm, yes. I agree. COVID could do it. Their weapons were terrible. And yes, the Patriots have better weapons this year. And yeah, he didn't get caught up with the scheme. That was There's a lot to do with this. Yeah. So there's a lot of variables there. I'm just saying, there are far better weapons this year. And back to my point. That's like, the only argument you're going to make, say, bro. You got it. We went from the worst weapons in the league, the Patriots, to like the sixth worst. They're still you know 20. Saying? They're in yeah, the 20 bro, like, But they're now maximizing their scheme, which yeah. is important. Because yeah. Cam is a better fit. And, I mean, uh, Mac Jones. Max, they're yeah. maximizing their scheme because they brought in Henry and Janu. That and helps. they brought in Aguilar and Bourne, and they brought in these other guys that has helped them a lot. Aguilar's they drafted Stevenson, who now, outside Stevenson's of Damon really Harris, good. Stevenson has solid, been really good. Man. So I don't, I don't know how we got to this point. But I know it started because you guys pushed back on the fact that the weapons no, weren't better. It started because you said the reason Cam was bad last year was because he had no weapons. I never said Cam, the That's reason. What, I, I never said the reason why you said Cam he's was a bad. good intermediate passer, and I said he was terrible last year. No, I said. Oh yeah, he's a good intermediate passer. He's a short. He's a good short passer. But then that's when you said they had no weapons. Yeah, they didn't have weapons but then last it's year. It's not like it's a significant jump from last season to this year. 
It is because you added Hunter Henry and still, Janu Smith and Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar. Again, that helps the run more so than it helps the passing game. Although Hunter Henry, Hunter, Hen- Hunter Henry, what do you mean? Hunter Henry he's is one of the best pass catching tight ends in the NFL. Been, in the red zone, he's been absolutely stellar. But in sure. the in the short and intermediate game, he's he's really good. It, it's hard. It's hard. On it's hard and, to be bro. It's hard to be a successful intermediate passing team if you have no tight end. And they had no tight end last yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Cam was put in a position where there were no weapons there. Like, this isn't something groundbreaking. Everybody acknowledges it. Like, there was no weapons last, yeah, last year. Yeah, for sure. But to talk about New England, just talking about their matchups and how they match up with teams in the AFC, mm-hmm. the Bills are a pass-heavy team. They're not a running offense. The Patriots, I think their corners can match up very well against the Bills and really hold that offense to... Not an explosive game. The Patriots, if, if if the Patriots meet the Bills in the playoffs, they can beat them. If the Patriots meet the the Chiefs in the playoffs, it'll be a good if, game. If this defense is playing like this, not the last three games, this good, mean. but if the Chiefs defense is still a bottom twenty defense, they can beat them. There's no doubt. And also, if 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 the Patriots just have to worry about Hill and Kelsey offensively, we know that Bill Belichick he's taken players out like that before. You know, so if you're just it, playing, yeah. I was gonna say, and they have some ago. of the, they have the some of the best corners in the league, best secondary in the league. That's a fact. You know, as a whole, mm-hmm. can the Patriots beat the Ravens in the playoffs? Absolutely, definitely. You know, it can be any team. What team in the AFC do I say the the Patriots can't beat them in the playoffs? There's none. This is all There's none. A wild they can season. they can beat any team in the AFC, and they have the best coach. They have a quarterback who I trust to protect the ball. They have a very great running game. They have a good tight end duo. They have one of the best secondaries in the NFL. They have a good run defense. What don't the Patriots have? They're, they're the you, most complete 100%. team in the AFC. But you could say that about every other AFC team. I think the Bills could beat anyone any given week. The Ravens, the the Chiefs. Like I think any given week, they and could not beat the anybody. Not I, the Ravens. I think, why not? They Ravens have some the impressive They don't have a defense. Year. Lamar's has offense, shown that he's, I don't care fact. if I don't have a defense. I'll go at one of myself. I think the the Bills, I agree, because they have an elite offense and defense. You know the running game sucks, but the offense is there. So they have that. But the, the Ravens, Lamar has to score 25-plus to minimum, win. Minimum. Yeah. Yep. He has to do that. Defense has been bad. Outside of the Chargers game, which was an anomaly, really what have they done defensively to really impress yeah. anybody? And the Chiefs, they're they're really the wild they're card. Scary, man. They're the wild know. card. And the Chargers too. You the Chargers can't stop the run at all. And Joe Lombardi right now is is not looking like such a great OC. You know he's really dropped off big time. Yeah. So I, I can you know I can see that. But I, I think the Patriots they can beat any team in the AFC. I, I don't see why they can't. The Chargers no. offense just completely changed. Like ever since I want to say the bye, Mike Williams we saw the first half of the season was a top three wide receiver in the league, and he is dealing with I think a knee injury. But second half of the season, Keenan Allen's really showing out as that as the target hog, and Mike Williams is kind of just. Disappeared back to, back to Mike Williams. Yep. Yeah. I, Mike Williams, I thought he was going to have a breakout season. Hey, you were right for the first say, five yeah. to six weeks. He was amazing. Dude, he was, I think he hasn't been as involved as much. They haven't really involved him. It might be the injury, but at the same time, I don't know why they would really change the scheme up. Maybe defenses are realizing hey, Mike Williams the guy, and they're, they're really drawing attention to him, but it's still Keenan Allen opposite side of him. There's also a chance that the first four years, we saw who Mike Williams was, and he just kind of got in a six-game hot You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. We have a four-year data sample saying that Mike Williams is probably just a guy. All right, and talking about hot streaks, 
you always have a chance to get on a hot streak when you use DraftKings. Yes, and the NHL season is underway in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clap or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If the sports book isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a million of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Listen, put your money on the Rangers for game win streak. We've been hot. <laughs> we tweeted out a, a contest for a, a free $100 NBA store gift card. I saw We're that. still waiting to see the results okay, on that. Just cool. let you guys know. Cool. So... That's just for the audience to Listen, know. Listen, Rangers averaging 2.39 goals per game. You're One a dollar. You're a hockey nut? I'm just giving a little insight. I know we, we, we throw a little hockey promo in there. <laughs> Rangers been high. We're averaging two goals a game. One goal wins you $200. That's Who it. knows? Are the Rangers good this year? Bro, we've been solid. We're 9-3-1 this year. Nice. We've been really good. What about the Devils? Uh, I don't know. Truthfully, I don't care about the Devils. I'll look for you right I now, tell though. tell you a single thing about hockey. I do I do some of it for work, so I probably should know more. But. Yeah, come on, bro. You're looking bad. Uh, they are 7-4-3. and three. That's not bad. What do you do for work for hockey? Uh, we have a partnership with MSG, so we do all of the Sabres, Rangers, Devils, and uh, Islanders games. But, uh-huh. yeah, I don't really like – I just do it. I don't really pay attention to how they're doing. Okay. So I don't blame you. So what are the Devils right now? They are 7-4. They're 7-4. Seven and four. Yeah. It's not too bad. No, it's not bad. I mean, the Rangers are 10 and three. Damn. We're nice. We're third in the conference. Rex Ryan called out Robert Sala. Right. And he said, don't compare me to this doofus. He didn't say that, but he said, don't compare me to this guy. You were sick. (laughs) Rex Ryan was like, this guy's had one of the, one of the worst defenses. He's only had one year as a, at where he's coached a top defense. He said, don't compare me to this joke. Don't compare me to to this guy. This guy hasn't accomplished half of the things I've accomplished, let alone. So when I heard these comparisons, it made me sick to my stomach. So Rex Ryan was annoyed by the Robert Sala comparisons. And Robert Sala just came out in the press. Somebody asked him about it. He said, listen, Rex, he talks a lot of shit. And he said, but he knows where to find me. If, if Rex ever wants to pull up on me, he Rex can pull up and we can get to action. Rex is <laughs> you, th- you think Robert Sala will handle Rex? Yes. Pulls? Bro, if, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, bro, Rex is not. No way. I don't Sala's know. I think, I think Rex is a fighter, yo. Look at Sala, though, bro. And Sala's in shape. You see him going up and down the bleachers. Rex Rex goes up and down the bleachers one time. Might be oh, he's huffing. Yeah, it might, huffing. It might be over. <laughs> Now you're true. Maybe Rex is a wrestler, though. You never know. Okay. Again, a UFC yeah, ring. Maybe with it's a different. foot or something. I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah, Rex Ryan called out Robert Sala. Robert Sala responded. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on this Listen, little beef that's going on between, Jets fan. F- between the current Jets head coach and former Jets head coach? I love Rex, man. He's the one coach that brings back happy memories of a Jets, you know, nah, real the 2009, 2010 season. Is seasons. he the greatest coach ever? <sighs> no. Probably not. I'm going to say no. 
Yeah, I, I think, mean, uh, Herm. Herm, yeah. I would take Rex. I would say Rex got us to two chip, uh, AFC championships back to back. His first year, too. Yeah. But regardless, Rex has gives me some of the only happy memories as a Jets fan. So he's always going to have a soft spot in my heart, and I'm always going to be ruined for him. Yeah. But it's just, he's comparing apples to oranges here. I mean, when Rex took over, he's coming from a competent organization. You had Mangini. You had Tannenbaum there. Um, and this team with Brett Favre just going 9-7, and seven, we had a phenomenal, probably the best offensive line in the game with DeBrickashaw, Brandon Moore, Fanica. The whole the list goes down the line. Great defense yep. with, um, you know, Chris Jenkins, David Harris, Revis, Kerry Rhodes. Kamari. So, yeah, Cromartie was 2010, but ah. still. Um, Rex comes into the situation. The foundation's there. The culture's there. You know, we were coming. Mangini is far superior. And then you talk about Adam Gase. And eight years of incompetency from the general manager from Idzik and McCannon where we just, you look at these last five, six years of drafts and you're like, bro, other than Jamal Adams, Marcus May was nice. Like you look at this up and down, you're like, what, what's going on with these these past regimes? Yeah. Braden Mann. <laughs> Braden Mann, who is the starting, the starting punter again. We, we saw we cut Morstead a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, man sucks. Yeah, he, he, he's been rough. <laughs> But you look at the team Salah took over. Not only is he rebuilding this team, he's rebuilding the culture, right? We had went what two and fourteen last season, the number two overall pick in the draft, the worst coach team in the NFL. Adam Gase is the worst coach the NFL maybe has ever seen, and McCagnan thankfully is gone. Joe Douglas has been there a couple of years, so I think we're we're actually building a team. I like some of the pieces we have, but you just can't compare yourself. The situations are, are completely different. Now Rex isn't wrong. This defense has been terrible. It's I want to say worst, if not second worst in the league in terms of points, yards, yards given up. Worst in points, yeah. So, I mean, Rex has a point where this team, it just it seems like they haven't been playing with a lot of heart. These last four games especially, we're giving up 30 points, 45. too. Yeah. We Jesus. gave up the last four weeks, 54 points, 31, 45, and 45. So, I was expecting, we expected this defense to kind of carry this team more or less. We're like, the offense will come around. Zach Wilson, hopefully second half of the year, will pick it up. But this defense has been terrible. The only way I push back here on Rex is you came into a situation. First of all, who's comparing Salah to Rex? That was another question of mine. Because who did that? I, I'm I'm in tune on Jets Twitter. I I haven't seen this. Like, sure, they're I guess they're both. Salah's a big personality on the sideline, but Rex is a big personality at the at the what the pressers, the mic. Yes, yes. Like Salah, uh, Rex went out and said, "We're going to the Super Bowl two years in a, three years in a row." Basically, every year he was there. We're going to the Super Bowl. Salah's not saying that. He's a big personality. Big personality Robert on the sideline. Salah can't say that. No, because it's not happening. But could Revis? I mean, excuse me. Could uh, Rex crazy really said that? It. Oh, my God. Yeah. They gave him hell for it. Yeah. But what Rex took over was a competent team with a ton of talent. And they just put in little pieces. Drafted Mark Sanchez. Um, you know, brought in um, Sean Green, Ron LaDainian Thomas, and Cromartie in 2010. They just added a little icing to the cake. Braylon this Edwards. Je- Braylon mm-hmm. Edwards. This this Jets team now is terrible, and Salah and co. have to rebuild the entire organization, culture, talent. So Rex just doesn't it, – it's not the right place to compare. Yeah, so but before you go – I'm uh, sorry, man. You know, you got to let the Jets fans of course. talk hey, first on this uh, subject. Rex Ryan is not wrong. In 12 years, he has nine top 10 finishes and yards given up. Never finished tw- 20 or less. Robert Salah in five years, two top 10 finishes, two bottom 20 finishes – in San Fran, 2017, Salah had the 25th ranked defense. In 2018, it was the 28th. 2019, it was the 8th. And in 2020, it was 17th. He's only had one really great year of coaching defensive football, you know, as a defensive coordinator at least. But I try to find knocks on Rex Ryan's resume. 
I try to. You can't. It, the only thing that you can say about Rex is that he was gifted a roster that was already elite defensively. That's a fact. Phenomenal. But yeah. even then, like, in 2014, the New York Jets, they had, when Rex Ryan was coaching the team, Darrell Rivas had left, Cromartie had left, in points allowed, we were 25th in the league that year. But in terms of yards allowed... We were a, we were top six, six, six in 2014. We were a top 10 defense in yards allowed. And the points were probably given up because our offense just stunk that year. And they were turning the ball over. Is that the year of the butt fumble? No, it wasn't. That was the year with Gino. Oh, that, was Gino's, oh, yeah. that was Gino's rookie year, I, th- I believe. Uh, or second year, one of those mm-hmm, two. Mm-hmm. And on defense, they're, they're solid talent. Muhammad Wilkerson, we know he was great for us. Damon Harrison, Sheldon Richardson. Quinn and Copos, who was a bust. Demario Davis was there, who we, he was fantastic. David Harris was on his way out, but he was still good. Calvin Pace. But then you look at this secondary that he was given after Darrell and Cromartie left. Antonio Allen, Dewan Landry, Calvin Pryor, Calvin Darren Pryor. Walls. And, and guess what? The very next year, Rex Ryan, I mean, the very next year, Todd Bowles takes over as head coach. And it's the same defense, but we drafted Leonard Williams and we got Cromartie and Darrell back. Ninth ranked in points. They were a top 10 defense that year. So that means Rex Ryan, in in terms of giving up points, yeah, they were bottom 20. But for me, yards matter more. And they were getting off the field with a trash secondary. I don't, I don't know if I, I see Salah doing that. And uh, the only thing that you can knock Rex for is because, you know, Rex, he's going on TV. He's a lot of personality. He's talking about these embarrassing losses, which they're embarrassing. There's no doubt. But this is the same guy who got embarrassed 45-3 to by the Patriots oh, in 2010. This is the same guy who lost 19-49 to on Thanksgiving to the Patriots in fumble. 2012, the butt fumble game. Must have been played on ESPN yep. over, th- wasn't it 356 days in a row, something egregious? Yeah, and, and the two <laughs> the two embarrassing performances from Robert Sala with the Jets this year have been by way of the Bills, which are one of the best teams in the league, and the Patriots who are playing like one of the best teams in the league as well. So, so the fact that So the fact that he was embarrassed like that by these two teams really... To me, it's not an indictment on who he is as a coach. Rex Ryan's got an embarrassed before. I think the only thing, the only problem I have with Rex is that he's acting like his resume is perfect. You have a Mark Sanchez tattoo. Resume's <laughs> not perfect. You believed he was the guy. I will give him the benefit of the doubt that he won with Mark Sanchez being his quarterback. But I understand what you're saying. Obviously, he took the chance on him, and that might have not been the brightest I, move. I'm, I'm going to be honest. As much as we can try to praise yeah. Rex for that, yeah. Brian Schottenheimer was really good as an OC for us. Yeah, for sure. But I'll make it short and sweet because you guys really hit the nail on it, truthfully, on both sides. I think that, obviously, you don't you shouldn't take the shot at Salah. Obviously, Salah's... He's gone into a, a terrible situation. He's trying to make the most of it. But at the same time, Rex Ryan clearly has the resume. First year comes in, first in points, first in, in, in total yards. Next season, third in points. Uh, excuse me, third in yards, sixth in end points. Next season, five in yards. Season after that, eighth in yards. He had a great uh, a great uh, span of years with, with this defense. Obviously, he's one of the more brilliant defensive minds in the game. But you're right. He had the talent to, to, to benefit him. But then, like you mentioned, obviously, he, there was the years that he really didn't have the talent, and he still was effective. So, 
I don't know why the ultimately do I think that he should have said this? Absolutely not. Because one, no one's comparing you to to Salah off year one, especially when your year one, you were the the first in points and first in yards, and you went to the AFC Championship, the AFC Championship game, and lost to the Colts. More than respectable season, you overachieved without a doubt. So people would always give Rex his credit, but at the same time, he didn't just need to throw his name in the line of fire and not in the line of fire, but in 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 this situation to praise himself because. If you're a Jets fan, you automatically know Rex is superior to Salah, obviously. But what what you're you're going based off one season of Salah having one of the worst teams talent wise in the league? Give him a break. Obviously, Salah has been very lackluster up until this point defensively, and we would have liked to see the run game be a little bit more effective. Quinton Williams obviously is having a, a decent year, but we would like to see him pick it up a little bit too. Secondary, um, oh, blank, I'm blanking on the corner's name. I always do this. Begins with an A. Oh, my God. I hate myself for this. No, not an A then. Hall. Bryce uh, okay. yeah, Hall, Bryce excuse Hall. me. Bryce Hall, he's been pretty good for you guys. Yeah. He seems to be one of the few bright spots on this on this defense as a whole. Don't know what's going to happen with Marcus May next season. He's gone. It's just a lot of things that's going to happen to this defense next season that probably could benefit Salah. Obviously, he hasn't, hasn't been dealt the, the strongest of hands as of right now, but I think he can bounce back, and I think that he is a, a – a qualified coach for the job. Obviously, he brings a different energy that the Jets haven't been around in a few years, probably since Rex has been there. So maybe yeah. that could be the minor comparison. But it's night and day. Rex has success. Salah has done nothing yet. I, I don't know why Rex said this, but at the same time, Rex is right to a degree. The there Jets- is a difference in, in being an incompetent coach and, and just having a talentless roster. Robert Salah just has a talentless roster. Yeah. But it... The Jets this year have 50 penalties on defense all season. That ranks fifth best. That means they're receptive to what Salah is saying. And for a young team, we're the youngest team in the NFL. On defense, we're the youngest defense on the NFL. For our young defense to be this disciplined in penalties means Robert Salah is doing something right. You know, John Franklin Myers, since he got paid, he's disappeared. Yeah. Where has he been? He's disappeared. Carl Lawson was supposed to be our pass rusher. Bad luck, he got injured for the CJ year. CJ Mosley's been solid for you yeah, guys. CJ Mosley's been kind yeah. of ass, I'm going to be honest. He's had up and downs, but say, yeah, you'll take solid. it, especially after I missing an entire last year. He just can't cover. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting him to at yeah. this point. He's 31. He's, he's an inside linebacker. That's what you pay him to no, do. No, he's middle line. Inside yeah. linebacker, middle, middle linebacker. Middle linebacker. Yeah. I understand what you're yeah. saying, yep. Um, Two of the big things. One, we lose two of our best defenders, and Carl Lawson and Marcus May, right? That's going to completely... Destroy your defense because you're going into the season thinking, all right, we're going to have an elite pass rusher and we're going to have at least one person in the secondary that we can trust no matter what. The other thing is the Jets this offseason were focused heavily like they should be on offense. Our first four picks were all offensive players and free agency, Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, everything was pointing towards the offense. So I wasn't expecting the defense to come out and be phenomenal. I was expecting to be a lot better than worse in the league, but the, the focus this offseason this upcoming offseason, it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Joe Douglas had this past season. He's like, you know what? We're going to get the quarterback. We have to get him an old lineman, some weapons. We'll give him a year to develop. And then next season, maybe we should get another receiver, possibly go another old lineman. But we have a ton of picks. We could finally address the defensive side of the ball. Salah's also going to be in the house, in the, you know, in the locker room for a year. He's going to know what meshes and what doesn't. Let me go this year, get the help for Zach so we could have a quarterback, hopefully this time next year, that we know for sure is our franchise quarterback. So I think this time next year, 
if Salah's defense is still like this and it's the worst in the league when he has a full offseason, really two offseasons, to kind of put his finger on this roster and pick the defensive guys he wants. Obviously, Douglas is making the decisions, but Salah's going to have a huge say. Then it's, a, then it's an issue. Yeah, you're right. And, and talking about defense, we're going to talk about the Packers defense because they've been pretty good this season. They've been borderline amazing. They've been they've been elite. There's no doubt. The Packers are eight and two right now. They shut out the Seahawks. They only gave up thirteen to the Chiefs. Twenty one at Arizona. Kyler had arguably his worst game against the Packers. Yeah. I would say probably his worst game yeah. against the Packers. They're third in offensive yards allowed per play, six in takeaways, and they've just been amazing all year. Do you think the Packers have the best defense in football right now? And do you trust that this defense can be a catalyst for why the Packers can make it out of the NFC? Sure, man. I mean, given the talent that they've played. Mr. Last Dance. Listen, it's still possible, but I'm not as strong as I was on that take, obviously, preseason. Thinking Rodgers come back? I think he will probably, but I think at the same time, I just look at the Rams and I've just been so solid on them all season. So I ask you this: before the season, you picked the Packers last dance last season. Dance, yeah. Then after Week One, you saw the Rams demolish the Bears and said, "You know what? They're actually the team that's going to go." They look perfect Week One. Um, in saying that, you see what the Packers have done these past couple of weeks. Yeah, you man. saw what the Rams have been these past couple of weeks. You don't want to take this opportunity to change your stance and go all in on the Packers. Me, there's one thing about me. I don't flip-flop. <laughs> I stay strong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. It is what it is. But I I do believe I'm right here. I think that, obviously, the Packers are a solid team. And defensively, they have the matchups to to, to back themselves. Bengals have been in high-power offense. Only let up 22 points against them. You look at the Chiefs. Only let up 13 points against them without Aaron Rodgers playing. Against the Seahawks, zero points. Against the Cardinals, 21 points. And this is the Cardinals team that has basically steamrolled every single team that they've played. That win against the Chief, uh, that loss against the Chiefs was an impressive loss. As much as a, a loss is not impressive, you you look at this game. They probably win this game by twenty points minimum if Rodgers plays. The defense was astute, was just everything you could ask for from them. They held Mahomes to a very mediocre game, and if Love was serviceable, they win this game regardless. In terms of their defensive ratings, it, it's been amazing. They're third in total yards and in points. I want to say they're still top five. The only defense that that is comparable to theirs would be the Bills. But then I look at the Bills and that strength of schedule, it really isn't that impressive to me. The one team that they played that was impressive and that could actually put up points was the Titans, and they lost. And that was with, obviously, Derrick Henry being a factor. But on all sides, they gave up 34 points to a team that really, it was A.J. Brown. And it was the Derrick Henry show mostly, but... They shouldn't have let up 34 points onto the onto the first team that they saw that was actually talented offensively. So I'm looking at the Packers, and obviously the strength of schedule of these last couple of weeks, they might have the best defense in the league. And I guess this is a little off topic because I just want to talk about the team as a whole. Packers are, are going to be a great team. They're going to be a contender down the line for sure. But are their biggest hole, their biggest need is going to be that second weapon. We say it year in, year out. Do I still think they'll have success? For sure. Because as long as you have Rodgers, as long as you have Devontae Adams, you'll have success. And Aaron Jones has been great. He Him going down definitely hurts. But we've seen A.J. Dillon come in and still be a strong contributor to, to what they have going on there. I think defensively, it makes their chances a lot greater. Because obviously what has been the knock on them these past recent or these most recent years, aside from that second wide receiver, is that defense good enough to to get them over the hump? Obviously, they gave up 28 points early last season to the, to the Buccaneers, but they really clamped down, and that and that offense came steaming back. And if not for Matt Lafleur, 
not being a little ballsy with the play call, who knows if they win that game? I'm looking at this season, and it seems to be not that the offense is lacking, but it just seems that everything is clicking. Just need that one extra that one extra weapon, and I'd be very solid on them. That's why I look at the Rams, and I just think as a whole, they're a little bit more complete. That second corner would be great, but it's not really essential given the fact that they have Jalen Ramsey. And obviously that pass rush is going to be good enough where they don't need to be in coverage or, you know, you're going to be getting a bunch of coverage sacks. It's going to be Aaron Donald. It's going to be Vaughn Miller coming off the edge and getting to the quarterback. So that's why I lean more the Rams. But defensively, they got it. This team is, is, is stellar. Secondary, pass rush, middle, middle linebackers, outside linebackers. They really got it all. And this is with a bunch of injuries to their team. That's a, one of the more reasons why I'm impressed. I think there's three defenses really stand out. You have the Packers, Bills, and Patriots. We talked at length about the Patriots defense. We <laughs> know sure. we know how elite they are. It's been a weird season, though. I mean, I think you look at the Packers' schedule, and I look at this latest Seahawks game, I kind of throw it out. It's impressive you held them to zero points, but this is Russ' first game. That finger is not right. Like, there's no way he should be coming back in less than a month and playing a football game where a lot of doctors are saying you should be out at least six weeks. I think that's something that's going to hurt Russ the rest of the season. I think that's going to be one of the reasons why Seattle doesn't make the playoffs because I just don't think they're going to be able to connect on deep balls, especially to DK and Tyler Lockett like they have in the past. But you look at the rest of the season. Week one, the Saints, they got killed. I feel like you could almost throw that one out if you want to balance out Seattle and that. But then they had the Lions, Niners, Steelers, Bengals, who have kind of been up and down all season, Bears, Washington. But then the two games that really stand out are the Cardinals and the Chiefs. And what really stands out is these were two games where they needed the defense to stand up against the Cardinals short week. No Devont, no, no receivers. Anyone, yeah. basically. Everyone had COVID the whole receiving room. So it was a big Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon game and they needed the defense to stand, to stand up. And they did. They were phenomenal against Arizona, held them just to 74 rushing yards, 40% on third down and forced three turnovers, which is very unlike the Cardinals this year. They've been really efficient on offense. And then the same thing against Kansas City with no Aaron Rodgers. We need the defense to stand up. What are you going to do? You hold them to 13 points, 3.8 yards of play, 237 total yards on the road in Kansas City. Regardless, I know Kansas City had not been playing well. And other outside of this Raiders game, you know, going into it, we're like, what's going on with Kansas City? But regardless, that's an extremely impressive win, especially because the... Going into the game, Kansas City was like, oh, they, have, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be a breeze. And, and they, struggled, they struggled, you know, the, right down to the last possession. Who's gonna, What's going to happen if Jordan Love had any sort of competency? I know that's your boy, but if he was any sort of decent. He, he paying. I've, that's all I'm saying. Uh, whatever. He paying. That's a good bet. I'm good with that. I'm yeah. good if, if Jordan Love's my mistake because Jesus. Um, but, I mean, they've really had a few guys. to. Kevin King has stepped up big time in Jair's uh, absence. He's Definitely. been really good. Um, Adrian Amos, Sean Gary have been a couple couple Eric guys Stokes who have been, been great. Yep, another uh, good season for those guys. And Devondre Campbell's PFF's number one rated uh, linebacker, so he's having a really good year. Um, I don't know if they're the best defense in the league, but they're in the elite tier of that top three. Who's your, who's your best defense then? They're all like them, the Bills and the Patriots. Like, take your pick. I don't think I. I would probably slot, uh, side New England just because I get Belichick. But mm-hmm. I think you could argue any three of them, and I'd be like, sure. You know, I just found out you don't say it. You don't say uh Jair. How's it pronounced? It's Jair. Jair. Jairi. Jairi. Who told you that? Oh no no no! Hold up, because it's Zaire with just a J. It's Zaire with a J. So Jair. 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 Did I not say that? Jair. Yeah. What. You have to emphasize the A-Y, like the Jair. Jair. Jairi. Like Jair, Jairi. So you if know? I say Jair, 
Jair is how you say it. Jairi. You're good. I was going to say that. Yeah, you're good. Jairi is not how you say it. Jair is how you say it. You said Jairi. Do you remember that? Yeah, I did say Jairi. But I feel like it's the same thing, bro. It's pronunciation. He's the one who brought up the pronunciation. Um... Look, the, the the Packers have been great. Before I talk about, before I give my take on whether or not they're the best defense, um, Devondre Campbell has been amazing. Uh, he deserves a lot of recognition because this year he's playing at an elite level. Whether or not he's going to continue this next year or the season after is still to be determined, but Devondre has been a pretty solid coverage linebacker since he entered the NFL, And but this year he's really taken off. He has the best coverage grade of any linebacker, and even with... I, without Jair, that's how you say it, right? Yep. Yeah. Even without Jair having Kevin King step up and Eric Stokes, who's been excellent as a rookie, the Packers have been very impressive. Not having Zadarius Smith as well and still being this elite Dominant. is very impressive. I know Kevin King was hated amongst amongst the fan base because of the PI call he gave up against Tampa in the NFC Championship, but bringing him back w- was very good. And Eric Stokes was on Lockett. For most of the game, Lockett was targeted three times, zero receptions, and Kevin King was on DK. He had zero receptions. And honestly, I think Kevin King has been really solid these past couple of games. To talk about the defense. They're third in offensive offensive yards allowed per play. They're six in takeaways. There's no doubt this defense is stellar. But there's still some holes. There are still some big weaknesses. For one, they're 18th and first downs given. They they don't get off the field as much as I'd like them to. And second, they're a bottom five team in rushing yards per attempt. The only teams that are worse are the Jets, the Vikings, Chargers, and Cardinals. The Chargers play in dime for 99% of the game. The Cardinals, we saw what the Panthers did, did against them this past week. The Jets... Jets suck and the Vikings, it should be better because they have the talent. They still haven't fixed their rushing defense. And I know Joe Barry has been very good. I, I gave Packers fans a lot of slack for that move because I wasn't a believer in Joe Barry. But that gap, that hole in the rushing defense is still there. It is still real. Thankfully for them, there are teams in the NFC that can't really capitalize on that disadvantage. I don't view Arizona as a rushing team, especially when they have Kyler Hopkins and, and Kirk. Connor, Connor does lead. Connor's been, dude, 11 Connor rushing. has been going because Hopkins rushing. has been on and off. He's also you know, been, I get it. Yeah, the touchdown machine. Like, his yardage, he's been kind of iffy, but touchdown him. machine. God bless him. And, and then the Rams, Daryl Henderson. They're, they're, I just don't trust their offensive line right now. Their offensive line has got him I'm exposed. cool with that. But Daryl Henderson, I can't tolerate any disrespect. The only team in the in the NFC that I really say that I look at and I'm like, okay, if the Packers face them in the playoffs, they're gonna give them some trouble. That's okay, Dallas. Nice. Oh wow. The Cow the Cowboys, they're a perfect matchup for Green Bay. <laughs> and if Green Bay faces Dallas in the playoffs, that's gonna be the worst matchup for them because they can't stop the run. And if you got Zeke and you got Pollard, yeah, and then you if Jairie is not back and you're having Three Kevin goes, King yeah. and Stokes on, on Jair. Jair, bro, <laughs> Jair, Jair, yeah. If you have Jair there without, if you don't have Jair with uh, Kevin okay. King and Stokes, you're asking them to cover CD and Amari. Yeah, man, 
And I don't know, is there any word on Gallup and when he's coming back? He came, he came back, back last week. week. Okay, so yeah, that's a good sign. So now you have Cedric Wilson, Gallup. Like, oh, come and on. Schultz has been great yeah, for them as well. Yeah, this team is just stacked. The Cowboys are going to be a force to be reckoned with. That's probably going to be like a high-scoring game probably. I'm surprised you didn't mention the Bucks. I feel like obviously for now. I don't Ronald really trust Jones. them. I don't trust their running game like that. I don't. Lenny's been excellent this season, man. Yeah. He's been great. He really has been. Obviously, when he goes against really good rush defense, I think against the Rams specifically off the top of my head. Last week, the he Saints, played bad. Last week, I think well, he had a decent game. Well, they, they were getting killed early. So, yeah, you're right I about think he had that. like four yeah. yards. But uh, regardless of that, I mean, Fournette, outside of those games against solid rush defenses, he's he's been very effective. Yeah, I'm not that big of a believer, but okay. But, yeah, I think they have that glaring hole. They can't really stop the run and. Maybe their rushing yards per game allowed is a bit different, but I'm looking at rushing yards per attempt, and I think that means more than yards per game, me personally. Yeah. Um, I feel it, like it could just be skewed because yeah. if you get, a, get let off a 70-yard run and then you let off you know two, three-yard runs the rest of the game, it's still not going to look great. You know, but it, There's no perfect stat, but one thing I would say is the, the Cowboys are a bad matchup, but I think the Bucks are a bad matchup because we've seen multiple years that the Packers just get – out like out physicaled by their opponent, and that's where the one part where I could see the Bucks, their offensive line, their defensive line really just being a mismatch for the Packers. So this weekend they're facing the Vikings, and Aaron Jones he's out, so AJ Dillon is going to have a much bigger load. Fifteen carries last week, eighty-one yards, one touchdown against Pittsburgh. Dude's they're, a beast. they're one of the worst run defenses in the leagues, and he did that. But he's averaging four yards per carry, so he's been very effective. Yeah, Dylan's really good. How do you think they do against Minnesota? Personally, I feel like they should just continue to to be the same old Packers that we're accustomed to. Obviously, Aaron Jones losing him is a a, a hurt to the squad, but at the same time, AJ Dillon's been more than capable out of the backfield. I think that we're going to see his pass catching abilities a little bit more on display this ne- this weekend. But I think A.J. Dillon fills the role in fine. Obviously, you mentioned the stats. Clearly, he's been effective. This past week against Seahawks, he had a really good game as well. And I don't think that it will really be that much of a hiccup. Obviously, we're talking about the the Vikings, who have been amongst one of the worst defenses uh, against the run, obviously. So I'm expecting Dillon to to continue to to add on to that. Um, But overall... They shouldn't struggle. Defensively, uh, they've been excellent. I don't, I'm not expecting the Vikings to really give them much trouble. Obviously, it's a it's a division game, so anything can happen. Of course, you can take that. Uh, anything can happen, but I still think that the, the level that they're playing at defensively and Aaron Rodgers, I think he missed practice, actually, he did, today. He did, toe injury. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays because obvious, we'll obviously if, if Jordan Love plays – Things get a little bit different, and you really got to ski. Or you know, I'm sure that they'll hone in more on on AJ Dillon than they're probably already thinking about it. But obviously, if Rodgers plays, it allows AJ Dillon to to feast. I'm call excited. it an upset alert. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for AJ <laughs> Dillon because his one game last year where Aaron Jones was out, he had 21 carries, only, 124, uh, two touchdowns. I'm sorry, bro. I only laugh because every single week. Bro, takes Minnesota against whoever they're playing. He's a big Minnesota I don't guy. know one week he's chosen against the Vikings. Did they lose this past weekend? No, nah, they won. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm just asking because I remember this is the one that you said. Beat the Chargers. Good that was a good win, too. Yeah, yeah. They dominated. I'm calling it upset alert. Vikings <laughs> over the Packers this week. They're in Minnesota? If Rodgers, yeah, they are. It don't even matter. They are. Uh, okay. it if don't they were in Green Bay. Uh, Let me ask you, if Rodgers plays, you're still on Minnesota? Hundred percent. I think Rogers gonna. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah. He's a vet. Kirk Cousins yeah. is actually the number one rated passer according to PFF. He's been excellent. He doesn't have like the number one quarterback grade because you, you know yeah. they account for like rushing and stuff as a quarterback. 
but he's a number one graded passer in PFF. He's been great. Yeah, he has yeah. been. I'm and excited. Dalvin Cook, I told you, the, the Packers are still not very good against the run. So Dalvin Cook, well, Dalvin Cook, no he's going to do what. his thing. Yeah. I want you to reread those A.J. Dillon stats for me. So last season, he missed that one game. I want to say it was like week 15, 16. A.J. Yeah, Dillon had 21 yards. carries, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. The Vikings He's more than capable. The, the Vikings run defense is bad. Terrible. So, so let's just prediction, Tom. Packers, Vikings. We know the, the Vikings run defense is horrible. Tell me how many yards you think A.J. Dillon gets. He has over 100 in a touchdown. I'm thinking. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say. One thing about we've seen Aaron Jones this year, he doesn't get all of the work because of A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon's going to get all the work because there's no Aaron Jones. Who's yeah. who's their third? Imagine singer? they just paid Aaron Jones, what, $12 million a year yeah. for, for this guy, A.J. Dillon, to still take some touches from yeah. him. Like, there's no their third string running back. I, I don't even remember his name, but he's not he's not going to play more than 15 snaps. As no. long as Rodgers plays and as long as Devontae Adams is there, A.J. Dillon's is rushing for a minimum of 80 yards. I, that's at a minimum. I think he's going to have 100. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I always get jealous at how comfortable people are with holding a mic. Yeah, like like yeah, this. Cause, no, there are some people, like, if you look at interviewers and stuff like that, they just, like, grab the mic and they just move it around. Pause. They just, like... <laughs> like how Colin they does? Just, yeah, like that. You know uh, how Colin, Colin yeah, Coward yeah. does it? He's just, So he just grabs it. I'm like, this is $400, bro. I'm not about to grab like that. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> Colin's like, not paying for that mic. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> def- definitely not. Uh, talking about defenses, one of the top defenses last year was Washington, and they dropped off this year, not significantly, because they still have one of the better pass rushes in the NFL. They have some of that. They, they still have one of the best run defenses. It's just their pass coverage, mostly their linebackers. William Jackson has not been what they paid him to be. Jamin Davis has been horrible in coverage, and Kalecki Hudson, who's a starter alongside Davis, has been horrible in coverage as well. But that's really what's been holding back their defense. The Bucks lost 19 to 29. Brady threw two picks. Heineke and Gibson had big time games. Gibson was shocking. They are three and six now. You know, what are you, just your thoughts on this game? I don't know if you you think this is more of an indictment on the Bucks or mm-hmm. on Washington. You know, what are your thoughts on this game? I think this should be like a five minute segment. If that, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think we, do we care that the Jaguars beat the Bills, that the Jets beat the Bengals? Like, you know, what I I'm do saying? care that the Jaguars beat the Bills because it clearly exposes. Well, the big storyline here is that to, Chase to Young to is out for the year. You hate to see that. Yeah, obviously one of the more promising pass rushers in the league. Uh, Take away from this game, like, I don't really care. The Bucks are going to be fine. They're going to go to the playoffs, win multiple playoff games. The Washington's not going to make the playoffs. They're going to have a top-10 pick. I think that's the end of that. All right, you know what? Fair enough. At the same time, I will I will give Washington their credit. They played as perfect as a game as they needed to play Heineke. to beat the Bucks. I think he's not bad. He's not bad for sure. And obviously, they had that close game in the wild card game last year. Where Against the Bucks, That was probably their closest game outside of the, the NFC Championship game. Or where it came down to to one play, really, that decided the game. But ultimately, Washington really gave them a fight. And then, obviously, they made up for it this time, got their number. Brady struggled for sure. Uh, probably Brady's worst game statistically this season. Obviously, two touchdowns, two picks, only threw for 220. Heineke borderline played a perfect game. 26, uh, 26 completions, 32 attempts, 256 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, did not turn the ball over. They really just... They got the lead early. They started milking the clock. Gibson, 24 attempts, 64 rushing yards. Wasn't that efficient. Two touchdowns. That's really all you need to to, to make yeah. the stat line look really good. So, obviously, they, they, they got the lead early, started milking the clock. 
They controlled this game from start to finish, basically, and, and the Buccaneers really couldn't get anything going offensively. Obviously, you would think that, you know, you lose Chase Young, momentum starts to switch to the Buccaneers' side, but not really. Washington continued to put the pedal to the metal, grinded out this W, so that's a solid win for Washington, but Joel's 100% right. Ultimately, I don't care too much about this loss. Buccaneers are still going to be the Buccaneers. You can't just turn your back on them off one loss against a, a team that is just one of those teams that can beat you on any week in the regular season. Obviously, they're not great talent-wise, but end of the day, they're not utter trash where they can't get a win against a team in the NFL. Say, yeah, you see the Jaguars exactly. arguably the worst it team. It happens. Beat the Bills arguably the best Last team. Last season, the, the Jets were defeated 0-11 beat the and, Rams. and beat the Rams. The road. Just, anything can happen in <laughs> the NFL. 20-point underdogs. Taylor Haneke's not that good, bro. He's, we're he's not fine. saying that he's not, th- obviously. He's, he's better than Joe Flacco. I don't know. Oh, oh bro. Yo, God. chill, bro. Really? He's don't, don't, entertain, don't entertain it. Don't entertain it. I don't really entertain don't it. know. You're good. Dude, you're, you're crazy. Good. You're crazy. <laughs> I don't know. That's bro, really Joe Flacco close. stinks. Dude, he sucks. He doesn't. He sucks. He can't. I never said he doesn't suck. So then Heineke sucks. Is, look, Heineke look at, sucks. Bro, look at Joe Flacco's stats with the Jets last year. Like oh, a I care. No, I'm, I'm just... I'm just asking. Well, you we're to getting do blown it. out by 40 every game. I'm supposed to be impressed by like. No, I'm just asking. Empty you to stats. Do it. All right, all right. With Joe Flacco's supporting Don't cast, I got it. Bro. I know. I'm looking at Haneke. All right, Haneke has 12 touchdowns and nine picks on the season. 87. And look at his rushing yards. 87 passers. And look at his rushing yards. All right, whatever. But we're talking about as a quarterback. Oh, but PFF takes into account rushing he has too. A, so it's he's not. not like a, it's, he's not rated high on PFF at all. I'm not saying that he needs to be high. I'm just saying it's still something that you should take into account. Somewhat. Not with a Taylor Haneke, though. Yeah, the Jets last season, he threw for 864 yards, six touchdowns, three picks. That's very similar. Huh? Haneke, 2,200 yards, 66% completion, nine touchdown, uh, 12 touchdowns, nine interceptions. How many rushing yards? I was going to say, I was just looking for that. I'm just saying, Haneke's not, they got to get We're a quarterback. I'm not saying he's all world. They gotta, look, it's also no, got 250 rushing yards. I feel bad for Washington fans. Wondering why I feel bad? I feel bad because this season has been a wash. Oh, it's been a lot of their defense just being completely not Terrible. what they were expecting. Their secondary is garbage. Their defense is not trash. It's just their secondary that's trash. Yeah, secondary's been bad. That's really all it's been, and their coverage has been trash. But their their defensive line Didn't is still there. William Jackson, they he lost hasn't been Darby. good. He's yeah. really been trash. Jackson hasn't been good this year, but. Washington, I, me, I came into the season thinking, okay, they got Fitz at quarterback. Curtis Samuel's going to play. Curtis Samuel hasn't played. He, Where is he? Bro, you know, he's hurt. The Jets have more sacks than Washington this year. Yeah, but we have a, they have a way better defensive line. Talent-wise, yeah, but they haven't produced. I thought Chase Young was going to be defensive player of the year worthy They have year. produced. Look at their run defense. It's pretty good. Yeah, I know. We're talking about, we're talking about pass rush, though. Yeah, but the Jets are the worst in everything. I know. They have, one, they have more, more sacks. sacks. I'm not, listen, you got Chase Young. Listen, you got Chase Young. Yeah. You should have more sacks than the Jets, who who their best. You can you can say that, but Williams. it's a different. There's a difference because the Jets are a team that will blitz much more, whereas Washington they're going to just send their their front four to go after the quarterback. And for being honest, they more. should blitz more because say, I, why do you want to put in the hands the, of the secondary? Blitz percentages off top. Well, yeah, that's, that's why they don't blitz more because you can't leave your secondary vulnerable. Is that something like cool. the Jets have a secondary that they could afford to be like, yeah, let's do one on one coverage? Yeah, but they don't have they don't have any they don't have any luxury to do otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Those are the Jets. I love Bryce Hall, my card the second as much as the next. No, guy, I'm but. just saying like the Jets have to blitz and create pressure because their front four doesn't oh, create pressure word, on their own. You know, so the, the Washington, they're like, okay, we have. We have a front four that can do it, so why send more guys if they can do it? You know, the know. Jets, they Are don't they have that. they got 19 sacks. Look at the pressures, though. Like, yeah. you, come on, man. I, I know what come you're saying. On, man. 
But, you know, when watching this game, um, there was this, like, headline and narrative about Tom Brady that, like, he's watched because he threw two picks in the first quarter. The first pick, I don't know why it was counted as an interception. It was a fumble. Who comes up with these narratives? What do you be reading? You don't, you don't be on Twitter? But why do people... It's Tom Brady. He's been excellent all season long. He's basically, he's probably the MVP still off one yeah. game against Washington. Respect him because he's going to beat your team. He's going to beat your pick. I am respecting him. I've never disrespected Stafford? Tom Brady. No, he's saying... Yeah, he's thinking that, they, that they're going to beat the Rams. Oh. Irrelevant to the conversation. Thinking. And, yeah, you, no? that's, you, regardless, get me on my train of thought. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. To think he's washed of a game against the the, the football team irrelevant. Now, I don't. Really, I don't really think blitz that. percentages. Washington oh, thirty two point four. Jets thirty eight point four. That's significant. Six yeah. percent. Yeah. It, yeah. But when you like really crunch those numbers down, it, that six percent is probably like it's like sixty like, more times. Right, two forty nine. You're one hundred percent right. You're one hundred percent right. Two hundred forty nine times they've blitz. The Washington football team, 195. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't look a lot, yep. but it's a lot. You're right. But I was watching this game. I don't know if, I don't think Tampa struggled offensively outside of the first half. I thought they were in positions That's to, a fact. They, they were in positions to come back in this game. They did come back in this game. Washington just did a great job of milking the clock. They milked the clock because T- Tampa just couldn't get off the field. The yeah. top possession was 39 minutes to, to the Buccaneers, 21. In the fourth quarter, Levante David forced a fumble on Dax Milne, who was, Zach Wilson's former receiver, number one receiver at BYU. And that resulted in the touchdown to Mike Evans. They scored right away. It was 19 to 23 because Ryan Sucker missed the field goal. That was the bomb 40 yarder. That was a nice and play. They scored at the 10 minute mark in the fourth quarter. Tampa didn't get the ball until there was one minute left in the game. It was, it was a 10 minute drive. It's crazy. That was insane. Very impressive by Gibson because we haven't seen that at all this year getting yeah, 20 this plus really carries. It wasn't even that great of a game by it him. Wasn't. He got in the end zone. No, that's but what I'll give him I'm saying for. just the volume alone because he had the shin injury that's Facts. bothering him. I think the last two games he's had like 11, 10 carries playing 45% yeah. of snaps. Like McKissick was getting a lot of burn. Jarrett Patterson was seeing the field too. So it's encouraging because Gibson's by far their best running back. I, I think the, uh, the Washington's defensive struggles have kind of been. Overblown. Overblown. Yeah, you're right. Thank you for that. Uh, look at the Jets. We just talked about the Jets earlier. Rex Ryan in 2014. In terms of points allowed, we were 24th in the league that year. The Jets were. But that's because we had Antonio Allen and Darren Wall starting at the secondary. As soon as we get Darrell and Cromartie back, which I know, you know, but at the, at the, the, worst at, the, best. At the same time, it's like 2015 Darrell. Yeah, 20, Reavers was elite in 2015 and was terrible in 2016. Cromartie was, you know, on his Cr- way yeah, out. Facts. Crow was, yeah. So we saw how big of a difference that made. I need to be honest. I made a mistake before. I was looking at 2020. 2021, the football team has blitzed significantly more than the Jets. Uh-oh. They're at 32.2%, and the Jets are at 25.1%. That's on me. I apologize, <laughs> listeners, but that's interesting now. It's it early is. in the season. I should have known once I read 240. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of splitting already. Because yeah. the football team's at 119, and the Jets are at 87. So that's that's still – it's thirty around 30 clean, but – it's interesting. I apologize. I, that's on me. But y'all. even outside of like William Jackson, you know, they don't really have. They don't have corner. guys. No, they don't have a corner. Even though Kendall Fuller has been pretty, he's been average. Yeah. But then you know, really, Landon, Landon Collins, we've been known that he's horrible at bad contracts. Covers, you know, so 
they need to figure out that secondary because once they do, if, if it can be this offseason, they'll have one of the top defenses in football again. Yeah. And they need Curtis Samuel to step on the field because yeah. what we were most excited about was seeing Terry have someone opposite of him and really hasn't been that at all. Mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, no, I'm going to say this. If Curtis Samuel was on steroids, he'd be Debo Samuel. Sure. He's a little, he's a little chunky. He's chunky, Curtis? but somehow he's fast. Uh, I don't think he's chunky. I feel like he's kind of slight. Yeah, I don't know. He's a he's a little big dude. Yeah, yeah. I think he's slight too. He's a little stock. He's a little stocky, short dude. That's what I'm saying. I always thought he's kind of just like skinny. I just think yeah, he looks very skinny. He looks like Paris Campbell to I'll, me. I'll be honest. I haven't seen him on the field. Has he played all this year? Maybe a game a or two. Game. I don't like, really think he has played. Yeah. And also, Diami Brown. Diami Brown has been disappointing this year too. Yeah. What, but what was he like a fourth third round pick? Nah, third he's, got, third he, he's got a fat face, but he's he's pretty built. Obviously, he's in the NFL. Yeah. Who you talking about, Curtis Samuel? Curtis Samuel. Okay, former Washington football quarterback Dwayne Haskins, one of the greatest picks in Washington football history. Oh God. Um, he was a 15th overall pick in the first round in 2018. When Dwayne Haskins was passed up by team, by team, team after team passed up on Dwayne Haskins. When the Giants passed up on him, everybody clowned and they made the mistakes of their lives. And I know Daniel Jones hasn't been. This prize possession. But when talking about Dwayne Haskins versus Daniel Jones, it's not even close. Dwayne Haskins is a bona fide bust. And I think we can officially say right now his career will never get on track. He got cut in his second season, midway through his second season in Washington. When does that happen? Especially for a quarterback. That didn't even happen for Jamarcus Russell. They gave Jamarcus Russell more time. He was the number one pick, to be uh, fair. They also, that was before the rookie pay scale, so they guaranteed him like 50 mil. Yeah, oh, they had to. Yeah, they, you're right. They had to. They had to keep him for a while. Um, oh, my God. They must have yeah. been so bad. But in his career, he's been criticized for taking selfies with fans. Even a, a veteran all-pro linebacker in Thomas Davis, when he was in Washington, said, this guy doesn't even take the game seriously. He's just a, you know, he's just an arrogant dude. And... He got cut, and everybody thought he went to a better si- – well, he did go to a better situation. Everybody thought once he went to a better situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would finally get the chance to revive his career and show what he can do. But he hasn't been able to beat out Mason Rudolph. And Mason Rudolph is universally known as nothing more than a backup quarterback. And whether or not he's a good backup is up for debate or not. And NFL Network's Aditi, because I can't say her last name, reported that Haskins spent warm-ups throwing lousy passes and checking his phone. There was a report. before. Just think about this. If Dwayne Haskins actually wanted to be successful, knowing Big Ben is out, he's like, this is my time to shine because I'm better than Mason Rudolph. If you're a first-round pick, you should be better than Mason Rudolph. You were the 15th overall pick. You had a great season at Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins should have been looking at that Lions game like, this is a trash team. I can really make my mark in this game. Instead, it was reported that he was he spent warm-ups throwing lousy passes and checking his phone. And the coaching staff was even like, what the hell is this? They're even out on Haskins. I don't know how much longer Haskins has in the NFL. I think... He gets cut in a year or so, and we never hear from him again. It's pretty much over for him, and he has nobody to blame but himself for not taking the opportunity seriously. 
And I kind of feel bad to an extent because he's still a young dude. But at some point, you just have to be, you just have to be more mature. And I, I think people ignored all these red flags pre-draft because Urban Meyer even went on radio shows and said, I think he's not ready yet. Yeah, I and, remember that. Oh, my God. Why would he say that? He even said he's hey, not he, ready yet. He didn't yet. lie, but that's not and he should have stayed at Ohio saying. State. You know, so Dwayne Haskins, it's a sad story, but. You know, you ultimately reap what you sow, and he just didn't take advantage of his opportunity. Look, what he, look. Sorry, Joel. Joel, excuse me, but look what he did with Washington. First year, seven. He played in nine games, but he had seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, a fifty-eight percent completion percentage. Next season, seven games, had the same amount of interceptions, but two less touchdowns and five fumbles. Clearly, this guy doesn't know how to hold on to the ball. Wasn't really effective. Uh, had fourteen hundred yards thrown, but really that's irrelevant to me when your touchdown to interception ratio is in the negative. And obviously you want to throw more touchdowns than you throw interceptions. Dwayne Haskins, like you mentioned, hit it right in the head. Had a great opportunity this past weekend uh, this past weekend, excuse me, against the Lions to make a name for himself or at least put him in position to be the future starting uh starting quarterback for the the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he kind of just said, I don't really care too much, truthfully. You're just not showing that kind of effort, especially when you look at Jameis. Last season, he waited his time. He knew that he would be next in line for the, the Saints uh, starting quarterback position. He waited, but he worked. Mm-hmm. You, he, Regardless of what you want to say about Jameis's character, his play on the field prior to this season, he worked this offseason to put, be put, uh, put in a position to have a successful season with the Saints. And he was doing so up until this point, truthfully, until obviously he tore his ACL. But that's someone that actually showed dedication to the grind. Dwayne Haskins has yet to do anything remotely close to that word. So obviously, I think you're 100% right. I think that he his time in the NFL should be cut completely. If you're not taking the, the your opportunity, your it's the NFL. People kill to be in your position. And the fact that you're not putting in effort to 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 take advantage of that is sad truthfully. So, I don't care what happens to him, especially the talent that he had coming into the NFL. You squandered it, and that's on you. All I can think about is Joey. <laughs> one, of, one of our good friends, <laughs> that's his profile picture on Twitter. He put, like, the meme, the Batman signal of Dwayne Haskins' His name Haskins is Dwayne head. Haskins' fan account. Yeah. You're down bad. He's down so, so bad, down bro. Bad like, what's going on? I'm honestly shocked they didn't cut him right after, bro. Like, you see what... If you, if you have a backup quarterback, right? Especially a guy that you're kind of saying, like, hey, we're giving you a handout. We want to give you a chance. We want you to, you know, possibly... You know, rejuvenate your career with us. We think we have the pieces that can do it. And you see him out on the pregame field. I don't even want to know what he was doing in practice leading up. Like, is he really in meeting rooms? Is he studying? Is he watching game field? If he's doing this in front of everybody, in front of reporters, checking his phone and doing the kind of just lousy passes, not really caring what's going on, like, you have to be prepared. What happens if Mason Rudolph got hurt or he just, I mean, he didn't play great. He was fine. But if he gets pulled because he's not playing well, all of a sudden you're in the game. You're not prepared. This was your one time to shine because. Big Ben is probably going to come back next week. He's going to start. And we know for sure, especially after this, the Steelers are not going to put faith in Haskins. We hear all the rumors about Aaron Rodgers and maybe a rookie, whatever it might be. But he's not even, we're not even going to talk about that being on the same level as Aaron Rodgers. But you can't even be a backup. You can't be, like, you're a third string right now. Your goal right now should be, okay, maybe I could be the backup next year. And Aaron Rodgers or whoever their quarterback is next year, maybe he misses a game or two. Then I could show that I could be a starting quarterback or a high-level backup but this is what you're going to show not only to these reporters, but you look at all of your other teammates who are around you who are going to different teams next year or obviously have friends around the league whenever they're going to be like, oh, should we pick up Haskins? They're going to have 52 other guys on the roster be like, nah, I saw what he was doing in practice. I saw what he's not studying film. Why should we pick him up? Yeah, you're right. And 
where did Aaron Rodgers come from? I was just yeah, saying, man. There's there's reports that yeah, you he haven't wants, seen that, bro? yeah, that he's going to Pittsburgh. You gotta start bro. listening to Pat McAfee show. Yeah, bro, like every interview, not every interview, but a good portion of the time where they talking about, oh, what are you gonna do next season? Um, or not, not what are you going to do next season? He just likes to talk about the Steelers and yeah. how well they, how and good they look. You saw a little clip on Twitter of like him kind of winking at Mike Tomlin when they played uh, a few weeks ago, right? Like we don't need that. And <laughs> just you talking it, just bringing the energy out. Oh God, that would be so. How sad. great would that be? Aaron Rodgers going to Pittsburgh. He beat them in the Super Bowl. I mean, that offense that would be yeah, be Deontay famous. Johnson, who's one of the more up and coming. Why receiver? He's, he's here. He's he, here. He Good. is. He's here. He is amazing. He's not up and coming. He's here. Fair enough, He's man. Here. I'm with you. I'm saying in terms of like bringing it into that next level tier of wide receivers. Yeah, like mainstream. He, yes, yeah. he is He is up next for sure. And like you mentioned, he's here 100%. He's made it known that he is a that type of guy that is a difference maker. Obviously, you have Chase Claypool, who is a big playmaker as well. Juju Smith-Schuster, who knows if he's on Free the agent. roster next season. Firemouth, I like. Firemouth, man. He's in. Najee's a freaking nature. And obviously, you put him with, with Aaron Rodgers. It's only going to open it up. And Najee is so intriguing because, you know what? Some days he might not have it in the rushing game, but I'll tell you what, he will have an impact in the passing game. Some days he might not have it in the passing game, but 100% you can count on he'll have it in the running game. Yeah, he's game. already had, what, a 14-reception game? He is a freaking nature. One of the best Swiss Army Knife running backs there there is in the league. And obviously, you pair that with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. As with the weapons that we already listed, they're stacked. The only issue is their offensive line. They yeah. need to address that. Yeah. And I know if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't want to. I'm getting older. I'm about to be 37 years. He'd be 37 next season. Yeah, playing against, uh, playing with it. He's already playing with an O line that's shaky, and obviously he's still having success because he's Rodgers. But I'm sure he doesn't want to go to a situation where his offensive line is worse than the one he's already in. Much tougher division too. That in that's the AFC North. that's for sure. And I think that he, he, it's a tougher division, yes. But I still think that he would he would run that division. Given the fact that that defense is as oh, he he comes in takes over Baltimore just like that, I think he could, man. I think he one he's Aaron Baltimore Ro- with healthy running backs next year. But their defense, we'll see what happens with that defense. Obviously, yes, that's true. We have I forgot not forgot, but people don't mention D- yeah. DK getting hurt. Uh, excuse JK. me, JK Dobbins getting hurt and and Gus Edwards getting hurt as well. That's th- those were huge blows for them. But you bring in Aaron Rodgers into this uh, the equation. Weirdly enough, the defense gets better. Yeah. The Ravens, I feel like, are one of those teams that could take one season and just flip their defense around. Just the organization, Fair the enough. coaches they have. Yeah. Like, I feel like it could take one offseason. They could go from this bottom defense to top 10 next year. One surprise me at all. Fair enough. And yeah, that's true. I mean, history has shown that they are that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. And listen, their offense is obviously up and coming. Forget about Lamar and his ascension as a passing quarterback this season. Marquise Brown finally coming into his own. We see flashes of greatness in Rashad I, bro, Bateman. Bro, I think man. Rashad Bateman is going to be the wide receiver one in that team. And I'm not going to say that you're wrong, truthfully, because instantaneously he's drawing as many targets as he is already yep. early into his career. And that just speaks to, as as easily as we were talking last year about how they don't have weapons, now this year we're talking about, wow, they are one of the more stacked uh, weapon rooms in all of football. They need to upgrade from Sammy Watkins, though. I mean, <laughs> but with, with Bateman, they need a slot. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's, he's they don't out. really. I yeah. mean, as long as you got Hollywood, bro, that's Bateman fine. I mean, Hollywood, is, Hollywood, and Bateman are outside threats to me. They, I'm not saying they can't. I be think a you slot. put either in the slot. Hollywood, you, you, get a, you get a true slot though. I think like James Crowder. I think Crowder. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Yo, you know? Crowder would be crazy. Crowder would be good. Crowder be really good pickup. Or Adam Humphreys. That would be another one. Humphreys isn't bad. He played Washington. Uh, Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cole hurt? Beasley. He's missed a little bit of time, but Cole Beasley. I don't know if he leaves the building. Uh, you know, you know. Uh, actually, Rashad Bateman is lucky, man. That he um 
What are you going to say, Elijah Moore? Instead of Elijah Moore. Nah. If Elijah Moore was there, you see nah. Elijah Moore going crazy. Nah. Because Elijah Moore had, str- had struggled early on in the season. Bateman missed time with an injury, came in, and was immediate impact. Yeah. That's true. Lamar. But he's playing Eli- with Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah Moore actually, like, statistically has. He's been great. He's, he's been getting open he, a lot. Yeah. He's yeah. really, he's like open all the time. Yeah, Especially man. against man coverage, where he's been dusting them. Yeah. Has but, he been playing out of the slot for y'all or just outside? They've been putting him everywhere. That's lit. Yeah. That's really nice to he hear. He can do everything. He can. So Ole Miss, man. man. I just, Are they wide receiver you? Yeah. Oh, they got, I mean, it's I, Bama, but yeah. I mean, LSU. you're saying Bam, Bama's okay. Bama's definitely yeah. wide receiver. But no, nah, Ole Miss with. Know, I mean, AJ D. I would say they have, the, they have three. Yeah, true. Bama and LSU. Bama's got it, goes, it all. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Years and years and years. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, man. Bama does have it. They do. Brandon LaFell. That's great. Okay. That's the so one why, name you break up. Why does he have to, like, he couldn't name anyone, man. <laughs> Julio. Cooper. Like, come on. LSU, though. No, LSU. Brandon uh, LaFell. Oh, uh, but we're talking Odell, about Jamar Chase. Yeah. Nah, you should, Brandon LaFell was actually their best receiver, though. Justin Jefferson. At, at the, at, in like the 2000s. Clemson, Clemson Boutte, up next, I think he played with yeah, Jamarcus. I think LaFell played with Lamarc- Jamarcus yeah. Russell. Brandon LaFell, was he on the Patriots? He was, was at one point. The Bengals. Definitely no. the Patriots. I remember the Patriots specifically. He was on the Panthers. That might be what I'm thinking of. I could have swore he was on the Bengals. Maybe I'm thinking of another team. But look at this. Fuck, excuse me. Thinking about Brandon LaFell. Like. <laughs> Brandon that would make sense. He was on the Bengals. All right. And he was on the Panthers. I, yeah, I think he got drafted by the Panthers. Could be wrong. Let's see. And he was drafted by the Carolina Panthers in the third round. 78th overall. Brandon LaFell. He was mid. He had, <laughs> was nine, he wasn't a great he had 953 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. No surprise on New England, obviously. He was really good there. He was the wire, He might have been like the wide receiver one. He was bro. that year. 2014, sure. they were trash. Yeah, uh, Probably not trash because they're obviously not. They, they probably made the playoffs and won a playoff I think game. they made a Super Bowl that year. But if he's not. <laughs> no, actually, I think bro, they won with yeah. the LaFell, bro. Check that. No, no yeah, way. They did. No, they won 2015. That was the Super Bowl that they won. They won 2015. Because Broncos won in 2016, and I remember being bitter. 2015, uh, 2014, excuse me. 2014, New England Patriots. Let's see. And that's the only year he was on the Patriots? Well, no. He was on them for two years. So what year? 2014 and So 2014, 2015, he was on them. Okay. But 2015, he had 515 yards. Not nearly as good as the nine. So did the Patriots win a Super Bowl in any of those two years? 2014, oh my God. So they were... They were 12 and 4. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Patriots. I should have never doubted you. They went to the Super Bowl and they won. I knew it. I knew knew he was Uh, on that team. Bro, what? But why do I remember? Maybe Brady just had one of those years because obviously I remember Edelman. That was Malcolm Butler. That was Malcolm Butler in a year. But Gronk was also on that team as well. So Brady must have had Edelman. You're gonna make me look up these stats because what? what? I think Chris this? Hogan was there too. What is? This? Was that the Chris Hogan year? I don't think it was. I think Chris it was, Hogan had that one year. It was LaFell, Edelman, Gronk. Okay, Brady borderline had a perfect year. He was he threw for 4,100 yards, 33 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, in the past, were they receiving? Receivers? Edelman, Julian. Oh, excuse me, Edelman, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Amendola. Oh yeah, Brandon LaFell. He was really good. That is interesting, man. About rushing. Maybe Danny Woodhead? No, nah, r- rushing was... It was LeGarrette Steph- Blunt. Stephon, they, were, they went through a plethora, but LeGarrette Blunt was there. Shane Vereen was there. Shane Vereen. Uh, Stephen Ridley was on the squad. Stephen Ridley. <laughs> he, I, I he, was some throwbacks, he, he came and went. James yeah. White was on the squad. It's probably young James White. Yeah, definitely. Brandon Bolden was still on the squad no then. No way. He's been a forever piece. I was going to say, what's Brandon Bolden? Like 33? Yeah, man. 
Interesting. Why don't they have receivers? Oh, they do have receivers mixed in with the uh, with the running backs. But the wide receivers that year, Gronk had eleven hundred yards. Brandon LaFell really was nine fifty three. He was second for receivers because Edelman had nine seventy two. Amendola was hurt for a majority of the season. He came back just in the nick of time for the playoffs and he had a great Super Bowl. Yeah. That's crazy. LaFell really was their number well, I guess number three because because Gronkowski had a great season, but you called the mid. I did. You were sleeping. That's on, on me. Well, you had one great I know. year. It was, it was, good I said year. no. I said I thought the Patriots were mid because LaFell had great uh, stats, and that was utterly wrong. Yeah, there's it's just a very low probability the Patriots were bad at any point. Yeah, between, for, for like real. twenty I years. Should, that's on me. <laughs> but jeez, yo, Gronk went crazy. Eleven twenty four, twelve touchdowns. LaFell was drafted by the Panthers, and let's just talk about the Panthers because Cam Newton is back. Cam Newton is back in Carolina. We didn't, we didn't talk about it too much last episode because it was a basketball episode. They beat Arizona 34-10. to 10. They're now 5-5. Five and five. Cam Newton had 22 total yards, two touchdowns, both in the first quarter. And I just feel like Cam has brought new life into the city, into the fan base. The energy of this team feels different. You saw the post-game press conference with Cam Newton and Robbie Anderson. And he's talking about make, he's making Moses references. He's talking about we're in the desert. Yo, that was lit. That was lit, man. That was that was a great moment. The great. And, and there was this reporter that asked Cam Newton this question. She was I, I don't know if it was he or she. I forgot who it was, but they asked Cam Newton how come he didn't come to the post game press conference so dressed up like he usually is. And Cam Newton was like, "You should have seen the fit before the game." He was like. He was, and then he said he was like, "You didn't see, you didn't see the steez before the game, man. Check my mustard." <laughs> <laughs> and you just see Robbie laughing, and you could just yeah. tell, you know, Cam Newton relates with these players. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold just didn't relate with them, and, and that's not a knock on Sam, but Cam is just one of a kind, man. His personality is one of a kind. Talking about this game though, PJ Walker, 167, 167 yards, zero touchdowns, one INT. You know, I, I understand he had no touchdowns, but he led Carolina down the yeah, field. Yeah. And who would have known that to this point, Taylor Heineke is is the better of the two XFL former quarterbacks. But he made some nice throws, and he made some not-so-nice ones. There were some that just boneheaded decisions, but P.J. Walker is a backup. There's no doubt Cam is starting, I think, this upcoming week. Yep. But it was the McCaffrey show. 13 carries, 95 yards, 10 receptions, 66 yards. I understand. I hate him, man. He's so good. I understand that the Panthers have to use McCaffrey. And I don't, don't, you know, I love it because he's on my fantasy team. But it's the greatest fantasy player ever, by the yeah. way. I feel like they LT. they force feed McCaffrey too much to the point that it's it actually makes him more prone to getting well, hurt. McCaffrey got hurt in this game. Yeah, he came he out for a series or two. Yeah, I remember he went to the medical tent. I was like, oh, here we go again. Because if we, Carolina, yeah, you're right. Sorry to cut you off, you but good. if Carolina was smart. They would limit his touches much yeah. more because we were watching the game. Know. Me and Drew were watching the game together, and it was like halftime. He had eighteen touches, and I was like, "Bro, like, what's going on?" Like, I understand you have McCaffrey, and he's on. You know, he's out of this world good. I when you have DJ Moore, Robbie, why do you have to give McCaffrey so no. much All of right. the load? Now I'm gonna sound like such a boomer, but at the same time, man up. I don't want to say man up. But we've seen people back in the day get an egregious amount of carries, and obviously these guys' body are in horrible condition. But they played through it, and they were amazing. CMC clearly has the talent, and obviously he can do it on both ends at an effective level. 13 for 95 is crazy. But at the same time, 
I need a little bit durability out of you. I get yeah. it. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, you have weapons for sure. They are not Christian McCaffrey. When McCaffrey was out, they know. were significant. Moore is the top 10. Enough. Top no, 10. he is top not. Nah, and nah, McCaffrey nah, is nah. one. He's good. When he's healthy, he's, he's one. A receiver, There's bro. no one yeah, that should really question good. it. That being said, top 10, though, there is no one. There is no for one. Sure. For sure is interesting. He's I, a wide receiver one. He is a wide receiver one. Definitively. Yes. Okay. What is that? Does that automatically make him top 10? I mean, that makes him on the upper echelons of wide receivers. Do me a favor while I finish my spiel. Look up the, the, the best receivers in the NFL. That being said, McCaffrey, when he was out, clearly they were impacted by his loss. He is what makes them go. He comes back, and immediately their offense is improved. Obviously, week the first week that he was back, they really didn't get anything going. McCaffrey was still McCaffrey. And then this week, clearly he's left his stamp on the game. You want to run the offense through him because clearly he's their best weapon. But I understand, obviously, it's going to take a toll on his body because clearly he's injury prone. But he's still the most effective, the most dangerous, the most versatile running back in the game. And if I'm a head coach, I'm still giving him the ball. Yeah, nah, he's not top 10, bro. All right, Tay, Tyreek, Cooper Cup, Jettas, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Debo, that's seven. Jamar. Jamar, that's eight. Um, I'm taking Marquise Brown over him. Hollywood. Hollywood, scary. wait, Hollywood is better than D.J. Moore? Yeah. Uh, that's close. It is close, but. That's debatable. We I can, think we can D.J. Keep Moore going. is better. Terry? Okay. Terry McLaurin? He's easily better. Um, easily? He's not, easily bro, better. He's not easy. Hopkins, he's easily that's better. That's just wild. Okay, we're, we're at like, we're 10 now. Hopkins, 11. Yep. Um, Deontay Johnson? No. Do you say AJ Brown? Yes. Uh, Deontay Johnson or DJ Moore? Are you are you serious right now? Oh, mm. I mean, you said that Deontay Johnson's here. That's yeah, another he's close a great one. receiver. That he's not close. Chris Godwin. Close. Wait. Chris hold Godwin on. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Deontay Johnson and and DJ Moore is it close. Yeah, for it is sure. Close. It's not close. Bro, DJ Moore's done this season. DJ really. Moore's better. Bro. DJ bro, Moore, you're going eight, off four. Se- you're going off four games this season. What have you DJ done Moore's really been mid. He hasn't had a quarterback. Big. Oh yeah, because Big Ben's elite. He's better than fucking Darnold. Yeah, bro. Shit. But like, I guess. But at the same time, this guy, Big Ben's not really chucking the ball. Say, you want to know why he passed the ball? Because Deontay gets open, open. Always. All the time. Because he's a burner. DJ his route running all the time is too. mint. But clearly it's not in the numbers. Bro. I'm not saying that I'm he's gonna, not talented. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this stat, and it's going to blow your goddamn mind. Here Robbie Anderson had 37 yards. Okay, this is not DJ Moore. Okay, I know. Most of the season, Robbie Robbie <laughs> Anderson had thirty seven yards this past game against Arizona. That was the most yards he's had since Week Four, where he had forty that week. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore have clearly taken a step down in their production because of the quarterback play. Yeah, whatever you want to say about Big Ben, he's Big Ben. It, I agree. That's nothing. I think they're probably equal. Like I don't think. DJ or Deontay you know are farther we'll, than we'll the others. We'll revisit this once Cam takes over. Okay. And we'll see the receiving numbers after that. That's fine. I don't think Cam comes in and makes DJ Moore a top 10 receiver. I guarantee you, Robbie and Moore, one of them are going to get 100 this next game. Who do they play? They face Washington. Okay, that's a safe yeah, bet. It's going to say. That being said. And then they face Miami. Next two is Washington, okay. Miami. Miami. DJ Moore, these last couple games. You know what? And I'll throw out his first couple games because this is obviously what's to stand out. 113 against the Cowboys. 24 against the Cardinals, 80 against the Jets, 126 against the Texans, 79 against the Saints, 73 against the Giants. Here we go. This is Deontay? This is DJ Moore. Oh, sorry. Here we go. 42 yards, 32 yards, 59 yards, and 79, 73 yards. 
They're in very similar situations too. They both have elite running backs. They both have just, another receiver I'm just, I'm just opposite wondering, and underrated and under. I'm just wondering why you think Deontay Johnson it's, it's comparable. And, and DJ Moore are close because Deontay is a clean route runner. Wait, are you? Just, wait, fast wait, I don't, don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about attributes because well, that goes okay, into look at the stats. Exactly, Deontay's pulling him out of water. Route running, route running DJ Moore is a better route runner than De- De- oh. Deontay. It's For one, close. bro, Deontay is, bro, is elite. The issue with Deontay Johnson, first off, was his hands. And, if he's, and he's, he's cleaned that up. Okay, if you're going to use this year's production as an end-all, be-all for this debate, then Hopkins is not top 10. Go look at last season, too. Deontay Hopkins was serviceable, up too. too. And Hopkins has a ton of touchdowns. Okay, but DJ yeah, Moore. Hopkins has, like, what does he have, like seven, DJ, eight, D- and like okay, seven games? Let's talk, let's talk about it. For one, you want to talk about numbers this year. Deontay Johnson has 613 yards receiving, three touchdowns. Moore has 701 yards, three touchdowns in a down year. This is a down year for him. We said it's he, close. You said it wasn't close. It's not close. He's had a thousand. Deontay's never had a thousand yard receiving season. DJ Moore has had two. He's going to have one this year. He's going to have three straight a thousand yards receiving seasons. His How rookie, is it close? Deontay Johnson's first season as a rookie, his quarterback was Mason Rudolph. Okay. And and Duck Duck Hodges yep. correct awesome. second season Ben has a messed up shoulder too but still second played. season was mostly drops let's keep it above for sure and let's keep it above how, how many yards did he have still he had nine twenty three so with with the drop issue with Big Ben still be probably having arguably his worst season as a quarterback I feel like you guys are being disrespectful to DJ also DJ Moore played two more games and than, who else than Deontay has and Hollywood take that into account okay yeah definitely I'll take that into account. I'd have to take that into account. But also, DJ Moore has had games where he has he's had 36 yards, 56 yards. That's, he's played. So maybe he, you know, I mean. Yeah, DJ Moore's had 24 yards, 32 yards, 42 yards. Like, I don't, what's the issue here? I just think you guys are being disrespectful to DJ Moore. Listen, DJ Moore's DJ really Moore's good. He's, a, he's great. No, DJ Moore's he's a great. great receiver. He's great. You you can't put him you can't put Deontay over DJ Moore I, I, right now. He's on his level. You're he's saying not on not his level. Put, I can't he's agree with that. He's not on his level. I can't agree with that. He's not on his level. I'm not agreeing with that. Yeah, bro. What's going on here? You're acting like DJ Moore is this incredible like he's really good. Don't get me wrong. He has back to back twelve hundred yards. He's yard arguably seasons. a top ten receiver in the league. I think we just went through ten and we said no, he's not Holly, Holly, I, I, we I didn't, don't he didn't give Hollywood. He didn't give I Hollywood. Didn't. He did give Hollywood. No, he did not. Bro, do, should we go through it again? Yeah, yeah, you could. Again, okay. Please. Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, um, Chris Godwin. There's ten. Mike Evans, did you mention Mike? I didn't mention Mike Evans, that's eleven. Antonio Brown. I'm gonna be honest. CD. I, I don't CD Lamb, Amari Cooper. CD Lamb is not better than DJ Moore right now, bro. Okay. That's we close, did. but ugh, that's close. Hopkins. Deion, yep, gotta. Keenan. Right now? Keenan, you gotta. Keenan, Keenan and DJ Moore is really close, and I think I probably lean DJ right now. Right now? Yeah. Michael Pittman. Like, DJ Moore is better, bro. Pittman's a dog in this I know, I know Michael Pittman's doing Terry. great. That's I think we agreed Terry was better. Yep. It's 11. I think this close. I really think it's close. Okay, but we're saying 10 without a doubt. Terry and DJ Moore is close? He's in that next it tier, is. though, bro. He's in that 11 to 20 how range right there with Deontay. Wait, how is it not? I don't know, man. Terry is something different. Just who look at what he's been playing with, and I'll give Heineke his credit, but it's not like McLaurin's been doing this year in, year out since he's come into the league. So is DJ Moore, to be fair. He has been for sure, but he's a touchdown threat every week, McLaurin. So we're not going to give DJ Moore any benefit. I'm not. I'm, I am giving him a 20, benefit. 2019, you know, his quarterback for the most of the year was Kyle Allen. Uh huh. Okay. So. Deontay had Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Kyle Allen, bro. Mason, Mason Rudolph, Rudolph and Doug Hodges. Hodges. On, Mason Basically Rudolph is better thing. than Kyle Allen. Bro, they both suck. 
Like who cares? Okay, they but suck. I'm just saying they both suck. So let, let's stop acting like DJ Moore has this perfect situation. Bro. No he one's doesn't. doing that. We're just saying it's close. You're it's you're not, saying it's not between close. him and Deontay. It's not close That's, right now, bro. I, I disagree. Can, can right now, wait? right now, it's not close. No, no, you can say in the grand scheme of things, it's not close. And then I would probably see your side a little bit better. This season, it's definitely close. De- Deontay is borderline mint in terms of he hasn't really been dropping any balls this season. You know who leads, he the, has who leads the NFL in, in drops? It's Debo. He has nine drops this season. I don't really care about drops personally. I think they're whatever because they could get fixed year after year. But Debo has nine drops just because everyone cares about it. I know that's your boy too. But I think Deontay is just as good as DJ Wait, do Moore. You think, do you think I'm... I'm- Knocking Deontay for his drops in the past? No, I was I just brought it up because I know um, that was like one of the big things about Deontay last season. That's a was fact. His drops. That's for that's for sure. I don't really care about drops either, oh, to be cool. honest. As long as you're producing Debo, you're talk- he has nine drops exactly. and he's still elite. Yep, fair. Oh, he's, what? Yeah. So, so like, is Deontay. If De- if Debo didn't have. Look, Deontay is a really great receiver, and I'm not trying to knock him, but to put him on DJ Moore's level right now. He's just not. He's just not DJ Moore right now. You're just agree. making it seem like DJ Moore's top five, and Deontay's like the twentieth best receiver. No, I'm making it seem like you're, you're making, making it seem like there's a big gap. I'm making it not. seem like DJ's eleven, and and Deontay's more like sixteen, seventeen. So like, like what separate? That's like one year of production separates that. So if you're building a team, you need a number one wide receiver. You're taking Deontay Johnson over I'm, DJ. I'm Moore. actually going to take Deontay because of the speed. Bro, I think they're neck and neck. It is like really I don't think close. one is significantly it's really, bigger than the yeah. other. It's close. Listen, DJ Moore is great, but it's not like I'm really losing that much by going Deontay. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, they're they're both great receivers. Yeah, yes. they are. Agreed. But DJ Moore just a little bit better. Okay, but so you now can take, right, you can now, take a little right, bit better, bro, and you we're got good. it. Yes, you we're got good it. now because I, the issue was that you're saying it's not close. That was the issue. But now, if you're gonna say a little bit better, hey, let's ease off. Semantics, man. Exact. Hey, that's what starts debates. Truthfully, I don't know. A, a little bit better. You said a he little was bit top better. 10. Yeah, a that was egregious better. also. I think it's arguable he's top 10. I don't think it is. You put right Hollywood now. Brown in your top 10. We, bro. Yeah, we th- didn't give it. We him. didn't. That's the third time we didn't. Okay. We didn't, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me ask you guys a question. Uh, before this season, was Cooper Cup better than DJ Moore? Because mm. this season, and Debo too. This season's really yeah, what's close. That's a hard hitting question. Right? This is the year before Cooper Cup in 2019. Yes, the year they went nominal. He was ridiculous. He had a down year last year because Jared Goff in the offense took a huge step but he back. He still had 900 yards. Yeah, which is solid. And this year, obviously, he's going to break all the records probably. Because the only reason we're putting Debo or an even Cup over DJ Moore is because of this season. Agreed. As so, we should. But that's what we're talking about right now. Okay. DK, is he better than DJ Moore? Yes. I don't know. Scan, that's close, man. It's just we haven't seen D, like vintage I feel like, DK. I feel like DJ Moore is one of the more underrated receivers. I agree. And yeah, I think Deontay is too. I agree with both of that. The, the reason why Deontay is underrated is because he hasn't had an 1,000-yard season yet. He'll get it this year. No, he'll get it, but De, Deontay has... He's clean getting it. Deontay Johnson has yet to establish himself as a great receiver. He's doing it this season. He's doing it this season, but... DJ Moore established himself as an elite receiver in 2019. But this guy's in also, 2020. He's in, he's in year three as well. And like I said, his rookie season, he had duck. And he Bro, had, in year one, DJ Moore had six, seven, eighty he was, yards. He was great. Year two, he had 1,125. Year three, he's, he had 1,193. Yep. So, like, he's been really good. Yeah, but Deontay's really not. His yes. first year, he had just under 700 yards. Second year, 923. And this year, that, 607 in eight games. And not only that, but in. 
DJ Moore's rookie season, he had 788 yards receiving. He had 172 rushing as well. Damn. So he Damn. had 900 plus yards the, in total that year. The one knock DJ Moore doesn't score touchdowns. Just, that's that's his which, only Which issue. is kind of like a non-sticky stat. Like that kind of changes year to year. But it's been three years in a row now. His rookie you could kind of throw up a back-to-back years where he's had, I think, two or three touchdowns on the season. He had two touchdowns last season. I'm almost yeah, but even DJ Moore, you look at his quarterbacks he's been with. In 2018, Cam had a fairly healthy season. 2019, Kyle Allen. 2020, Teddy Bridgewater. Whatever guy. And then 2021, Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. Well, he started the season fantastic on fire. with Sam Darnold. Fantastic. They faced a lot of Mediocre. mediocrity. Yeah. Fair. And McCaffrey. The Texans, healthy. the Jets, and who else? I even forgot. Who was Jaguars, maybe? Listen, McCaffrey being I don't on think that offense definitely benefits D.J. Moore. Oh, the Giants. They lost to the Giants, right? Yeah, they did lose to the Giants. Panthers yeah, lost to the Giants. they did lose to yeah. the Giants. I forgot who they played. I think. Because yeah, they started off 3 0. Yeah, they did. It was the Jets and the Texans, and they beat somebody else. I forgot who it was. Wait, so hold up. Why? Are, it's just weird to me, bro. Because you said he benefits from McCaffrey. Yeah. But Debo benefits from that offensive system, too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Shanahan. They, they don't have a McCaffrey, but they definitely have a way better scheme, running scheme than Carolina. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell's down. had a really good year. He has. Yeah, and even with, before that, you know, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, but there. Think, think about it like they, this. They're always good. Let's think about it like and this. And then even Cooper Cup, you know, Todd Gurley, and then, you know, they're always one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL. But we're talking about Christian McCaffrey as opposed to Todd Gurley at the time, sure, but Daryl Henderson, who's clearly, clearly not. Look, we're just moving all over the place. What running back were we just talking about? Gurley McCaffrey. No, McCaffrey, exactly. He, he's no McCaffrey. And so we, we can't look at it and just think, Obviously, the Panthers don't have the best running back in football that it's not going to benefit the rest of their moving parts because clearly once McCaffrey went out, the offense was stagnant. The reason why I'm, I'm not fully on board with that is because if, if, you're, taking, if you're taking points away from Moore, you got to take points away from A.J. Brown. I mean, he's still been relatively effective even with Derrick Henry being out. But Derrick Henry has rarely been out. This is the first That's time he's really been out. That's a fact. So since A.J. Brown's gone to the league, AJ Brown has been more out than Derrick Henry. See, but like I guess, but like that's not really a knock on AJ Brown. So how is that a knock on DJ Moore then? That's what, that's my question. It's not that big of a knock on DJ Moore. I'm just saying it definitely helps. The offense just moves better as a whole with McCaffrey. Yes. Same thing with Derrick Henry. No, same that's thing true. with Gurley. The, the like, offense does move better. I'm not saying it because that's a collective though. Yeah. But when talking about an individual guy more as a receiver, I really don't know how McCaffrey is helping that. Too much of because I think well, because Matt most McCaffrey's of that, still a, a factor in the passing game also. Yeah, but you're it's weird. McCaffrey's arguably the best weapon in the a, passing a game. A corner, as well. a corner, still going to be on more regardless. For, for sure. You know, if if any if there if a defense is scheming up for McCaffrey, the players that are going to be involved in that are the linebackers, linebackers are, yeah. are a safety. Yeah. Maybe they bring down a safety. Even that is unlikely. More is still matchup against corner. It's not. It's not. The corner will still play the flat sometimes and see if McCaffrey's going to come out. That's, that's a, a different if that's, zone. If that's a yeah. zone, though, yeah. If that's a. Zone. But I'm sure you're playing a zone if you're playing against Carolina. But if you if you play, I don't know about that. Mm. It depends. If you're playing a zone against Carolina, it's because when McCaffrey's in. If you're playing a zone against Carolina, it's because you don't trust your corners to go man to man with Robbie and DJ Moore. That's just it is okay. what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think most of it when we talk, like I just don't believe an individual player, no matter how great he is is helping out these receivers that much. I think ultimately what helps them out the most is a a scheme. Mm -hmm. Quarterback play, I would say. Scheme, quarterback play, those are what's helping our receivers. For a running back to be that, 
I just don't think it's making much of a difference. If it so wasn't McCaffrey, I, I, it's McCaffrey. I would, yeah. That's the only because, reason why because I back that. I, because I, I would... I just wouldn't be like this receiver. I have to discredit him somewhat. I know you didn't deal with a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. but I would never say I got to discredit AJ Brown because of Derrick Henry. I got to discredit Amari Cooper and CD because of Zeke, because of Pollard. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't do that. That's why I don't think it's fair to do it to more. It's what you're saying is completely sound and fair. I just think McCaffrey's at a different tier in term. The fact that not only is he effective in the run game because he's just as good in the pass game. That's why I feel like that has a little bit more impact on DJ Moore. So let me ask you. Mike Thomas. Yeah. Michael Thomas, when he had the most receptions it ever. Definitely, it definitely helped that Alvin Kamara was there. You think so? He's same, same, same scenario. I mean, as good as Alvin Kamara is between the tackles, outside the tackles. Why is it not? Is, um, why, why is it not? I think it, it helps. I'm not saying that it's it's because of Alvin Kamara he's allowed to have the success. I actually think it's the other way around. I think Ooh, receivers okay. help out running backs more. Because if if a receiver Ooh. is great, you have to keep a safety over the top. If he's a runner, you got to keep a safety. You can't flood the box because you have to account for these receivers. I agree this with is like the Chiefs. I, yeah, debate all I was going to say exactly. I agree with that sentiment to a degree. It just depends on the talent that you have behind in the backfield. If it wasn't a Camaro, if it wasn't a CMC, I'm with you 100. percent Obviously, Daryl Henderson benefits from playing with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but at the same time. You look at CMC, and CMC is just at a whole different tier. Kamara, a whole different tier. Dalvin Cook, a whole different tier. Obviously, Jettis is like that, and and Adam Thielen is like that. But he definitely helps the rest of those guys succeed. I'm not saying he doesn't help them succeed, but I'm not going to discredit them for that. I'm not discrediting them as much as I'm just giving the running back a little bit more more credit to to, to their name. So you think McCaffrey... Him being on the field holds more weight to the success of Moore and Robbie than one hundred than Derrick Henry does to Brown and and when they had Corey Davis. Essentially, and, just the same. Yeah, essentially just the same. And you're not discrediting AJ Brown. I not I'm not really discrediting either of those guys. I'm saying they get increased work or they see better looks because of the dominant force that they have in the backfield. It's an advantage. It's clear as day. You have Derrick Henry. Nine out of ten times the defense is scheming for Derrick Henry as they're not scheming for A.J. Brown. You're playing against Carolina. You're scheming for Christian McCaffrey. You're not scheming for D.J. Moore as good as he is. But yeah. I think that teams are much more worried about Derrick Henry than CMC. Disagree running, with that. Running definitely one yeah. Fair, obviously, because Derrick Henry's yeah, the best pure runner we've ever seen. McCaffrey, has, he's not the best at running in between the tackles. He's damn, he's damn good, though. exactly, and he's but he's not just, Henry. He's right? not Henry. But no, Henry's no. I mean we're talking Henry exactly. Ever, bro, he's the like. best. He's the best pure runner in the NFL. No one should question it. That's easy. Number one, stamped and sealed. McCaffrey, though, in terms of taking both into effect, he's clearly the best. When healthy, he's clearly the best. It's not close. A thousand and a thousand. Have we ever seen that outside of McCaffrey? That's insane. I got goosebumps. That's insane. No, he's insane. But I just don't think that. That's like, oh, because McCaffrey sealed more. He's a game changer. He's a game changer There's for game the offense. He's not a game why. changer for DJ Moore, though. He definitely DJ, helps. DJ Moore still got to beat, beat his corner. I'm with you, but it's a, it's nine out of ten times, it's a one-on-one. And obviously, DJ Moore's good enough to win those one-on-ones. Most most receivers Mo- ex- are, are good enough. ones though. But DJ Moore is a, a, like he's, when, he's when, a level above the like rest. When do, we, when do we ever see a receiver getting bracketed? 
in terms of like double, triple team or like yeah, straight or up just, locked up? D- just double team. Well, when well, obviously, Devontae Adams week in, week out gets double team. DeAndre Hopkins week in, week out gets double team. But bracketed, gets, I don't know. Be, like we versus the Chiefs, the Chiefs versus Packers game, Devontae was one on one a lot. Hey, well, Jordan, Jordan Love was in a QB. Yeah. Good boy, seven reasons. I mean, he still had a decent game for, but, but for you're, talking to, you're talking about Devontae. Like, you know, he wasn't oh, bracketed. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's the, those are the Chiefs' corners, which aren't very good, and mm-hmm. he wasn't bracketed. Receivers often, regardless of how good the running game is, that affects the inside and that affects the linebackers. I feel like in that scenario specifically, and I'm sorry to cut you off, King, but I feel like in that scenario specifically, you got a rookie. Rookie quarterback yeah. making his first start in the league. You want to pressure him. Yeah, and you're focused on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. At That's, that point, because it's 100%. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking that the game plan is, all right, this guy's new to the system. Obviously, he's a new quarterback making his first start. They're going to rely on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to make some plays for them. So we're going to take the chance on the deep throw with, with Devontae Adams. If it gets us, it gets us. Obviously, he's Devontae. You can only stop him so much. But we're going to stop this run game, and we're going to make him feel some pressure. And that's exactly what they did, and the game plan was perfect. They definitely did hone in on the run, but isn't that what teams do with Sam Donner all the time? Yes, but it doesn't stop CMC from having success. When CMC's there, Sam Donner looks significantly better. That's because he's checking down. But even, That's what the luxury is in, of McCaffrey. But even, in, even then, when, when CMC is there, is Sam Donald looking significantly better because CMC is there, or is he looking significantly better because... To begin the season, he played crap teams versus the Patriots. CMC was there. Yeah. How did Sam look? Yeah, trash. He worked. He looked. He looked trash. like the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah. So we saw when Sam Donald faced good teams, even if CMC was there, he still sucked. Well, CMC and him played one game after he came back because obviously that was against New England. That was McCaffrey's first game back, and that was a rough match. The first for them. three games where he got injured against Houston. But they were eating with when McCaffrey was there. It was crazy to watch. As no, you I watch, know, I know that's true. As but you watch, as, yeah, watch, as you watch the game, you see obviously CMC's in the game. They're dominant. They cannot be stopped. He has the hamstring injury. Offense halts completely. Yes. Yep, completely. You and that's all back. you really need to know in terms of the impact McCaffrey has. Or it's and that was against the Texans. It's all I need to know in terms of how much Joe Brady. Is one dimensional on offense, which is fair. I'm not, and I'm how not much wrong, he relies solely, how much he relies solely on CMC sure. to carry the offensive line. You have Sam Darnold too. Like, what is he really supposed exactly. to? Do? Bro, CMC. But Joe Brady is, showed this last year too, bro. But C, but it's yeah, CMC but ultimately. Can you blame but him? Teddy Bridgewater? Even though Teddy Bridgewater is not Sam, I, I know Teddy Bridgewater is not a groundbreaking quarterback. That's but fair. He's not Sam. He's not making his more than mistakes. serviceable. More. You look, than you look at what Sean Payne is doing with Trevor Simeon, bro. Yeah, well, we're talking Sean Payton and Joe Brady. It's different. I know, but Joe Brady got praised as the next Sean McVay. I, I know, but people are stupid. You wanted him as the Jets head coach. I w- I w- he was in consideration. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind him. I would. I'd much rather have Sean Payton. Like I know, but me? right now, Joe Joe Brady, Carolina Panthers fan base, they hate Joe Brady because he's he has one of the more more predictable offenses in the NFL. Imagine if DJ Moore's in a, in a in a system where he's in a a pass friendly system. I mean, DJ Moore DJ Moore still gets ten targets a game. Eight, nine, ten targets. Some games, thirteen targets. Like it's not like he doesn't. Like get you looks. said, he's clearly the wide receiver one. Yeah, Robbie's, for sure. But he's not the focal point, and it's not anything discrediting DJ Moore. I was gonna say there's very it's few just, receivers that are the focal point of the offense. You got Tay, Devontae, exactly Debo. DeAndre. Yep, Debo. 
Tyreek Hill, pro- like, is Tyreek Hill the focal mm, point? Probably yeah. because of the overtop plays. But, but he still got right Ka- there. Exactly. No, like, Hill is definitely the focal point. Who? Pro- Hill. He's saying Tyreek, which, which makes sense because obviously you played the two over the top because of Tyreek Hill's ability to. Well, yeah, to like, we're talking about, like, I mean, the, the best of the best. The, the, Chiefs, exactly. the, the Chiefs' struggles all have to do with teams taking away Tyreek. Yeah. I agree. He's definitely the focal point there. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I'm just saying that I, I just I just don't think you know DJ Moore. These receivers they still got to beat their guys, bro. And DJ Moore is good does. enough to do exactly. DJ Moore does his job. I'm just saying this is my final point. Here we go. We spent all this time talking about CMC's impact as a runner and why that's making DJ Moore's life and easier. a passer and a pass uh, catching. Of yes, yes, but it's that's like, the main thing with the pass catching it. It's not going to affect the receiver because you're just going to have a linebacker well, the on the play him. action's dangerous because clearly, obviously, you got to consider... Well, the play action's dangerous for anything. Oof, I'm just saying that... Caffrey. Everybody knows a great player. Having more great players takes the load off of other great players. That's, that's universal. Yep. But why is that only brought up with DJ Moore? Why don't you bring that up with CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper? Why don't you bring that up with Jamar Chase when he has Joe Mixon? Why don't you bring up why don't, Joe Mixon really never took that that leap that obviously why don't CMC why don't you bring that up with AJ guy. Brown when he's with Derrick Henry and I'll give you that you one. know so that that's what I'm saying I'm, I, if, if you're I'm gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna say that about DJ Moore I want you to say that about every receiver that's playing with a top running back in the NFL and I will say that I want you I'm to say I it. want you to say oh Jettis might not be top ten because Dalvin Cook is making things easier for him it's different because Jettis has the touchdowns on top of the yards. I mean, last year, Teddy Bridgewater, the Panthers were one of the worst red zone offenses. And that's what I'm saying about Joe Brady. It's Because they didn't have CMC. True. Joe Brady, the reason why the red zone offense sucks, Teddy Bridgewater even said in the offseason, we didn't even practice red zone offense. Yeah, that's nice. And, and that's why. To say that in public is crazy. And Probably after he was gone. And, and that's why they sucked in the red zone. Joe Brady, to me, he's just not a good, he's not a good offensive play caller in the red zone yeah. in that area. I'm not blaming DJ Moore for for that, you know. And touchdowns, we know some some most some of them come from over the top plays, but a lot of them is when you're in the red zone. So he's a I smaller type guy. He's not really a touchdown type receiver. Truthfully, maybe if he can, maybe the scheme gets different. Obviously, they start having him in motion, and that gets some more touchdowns. Which but, I do though. Yeah, no, and that's a fact. He's definitely utilized. But end all be like just to end it all, McCaffrey makes that team go round, and that's just a firm fact. And Deontay and DJ Moore are the same level. They All right, are. moving on. Hell no. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts. He's someone who, uh, you know, the Eagles franchise moved on from Carson Wentz, and they kind of figured that, you know what, Jalen Hurts is just a filler, and we're going to get a quarterback after this year. There's already rumors that they're going to be heavy in the quarterback market, but Hurts has been playing well. You know, versus the Broncos, threw for 178, two touchdowns, one INT, had 14 carries, 53 yards, and on the season, he has close to 2,200 yards, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, on top of 549 yards rushing with five touchdowns. Dude, it's been a beast. Do you think Jalen Hurts is the Eagles franchise quarterback? Listen, it doesn't. I've been on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon since last year, since Carson Wentz was doing terrible. I remember that Monday Night Football game against Seattle. I was like, bro, Jalen Hurts has to get some burn here because Wentz was playing so poorly. Um, yeah, I think he could definitely be the franchise quarterback. I think what you're looking for in today's NFL is someone, obviously pocket passing is still the most important, right? You need to be able to make passes from the pocket. We've talked about that with Lamar the last couple of seasons. He's finally improved there, but being able to be mobile, not only mobile, but he's an elite runner at the quarterback position, right? Having 500 plus yards, 
And I think he's really good on the run, too. I think he has a plus arm. He Doesn't he have a top five arm in the league? No. But I think he has a plus arm. He's able to make just about every throw in the football field. And he's being very impressive. You look at this Eagles offense, like Devonta Smith, him and, and Hurts are finally connecting now. But, bro, you got Jalen Rieger, Quez Watkins, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott. Like, this offense is not good by any means. Yeah. Come and, on. Nah, nah. I'm not going to let you get away with that. What? Okay. What? This offense is good. Oh, Lord. Bro, the weapons? Nick Seriani does a great job scheming things up. Yeah, but sure, the but weapons the weapons is not there. The weapons are it's bottom Deva- It's Devonta Smith. Jalen Rieger's been hurt. He's obviously shown You're something. talking that, Quez yeah. Watkins, bro. Yeah, Quez Watkins was actually hot to start off the season, though. Bro, it's Quez Watkins. Yeah. He's the wide receiver five and, on and, most teams. And, and the running, and the running, yeah, no doubt. But in the running backs, the running backs, put some respect on the running backs' names. They've been solid. I, I know they're not household names, but they have all been having but what, tremendous impact. But what I'm saying is Jalen Hurts is doing this, and you look about just pure talent. Talent-wise, around him, it's probably bottom 10 in the league. And then you have a top offensive line, too, though. The offensive line has been strong. Yeah, I agree. And that helps that running but, and game. I was gonna say, but backs. it also helps that he's able to scramble outside the pocket. Makes, yes. that, makes that line look a lot oh, better. I'm not, I'm not discrediting him, but let's, let's not act like he's working with Deshaun, Le- Deshaun Watson-level Houston Texans weapons. He's not. But they're not <laughs> great. Not Hopkins. They're not great. Are they great? They have a lot of good playmakers on this team. Devonta oh. Smith has broken out these last couple weeks. He's I'm just saying, let, let's not act like Kurtz is carrying this offense. He's not carrying the offense. I'll tell you what, bro. You have you have uh, Carson Wentz running this offense. It's a disaster. No, it's not. Ooh, bro, we saw it last year. Uh, we the, saw it last year. What do you mean? How was it last Smith? year? Doug, Peter, Doug Peterson was there last year. It's not me, even, it's not even the same scheme. But it's the same. It's mostly the same weapons outside Devonta Smith. And the offense was Is terrible. Is Devonta Smith not a game changer? He's really good, but he's a rookie. He's and the outside out these, these last, last two weeks, weeks, he's been yes. average. He's, he's, he's going to be really good. That, Don't that get me wrong. That throw that hurts through to Devonta Smith, that was, a, that was a good throw. That was an even better catch, though. 100%. I'm not... Listen, Devonta Smith is... Is top fifteen, top Jay, ten. Jalen Hurts against the Broncos got picked off by Justin Simmons. What was was supposed to get picked off by Patrick Sertan in that game later on in that game, but he just dropped it. So let's not act like he's carrying this offense. Nick Sirianni has done a great job scheming things up for him. Sirianni's been really good, but I think Jalen Hurts' his ability to move out of the pocket and be mobile is what's really helping this offense. And as a rusher, you don't just have five hundred yards. That I, changes I'm not saying the offense. It's, it's helping the offense, but. I'm just saying he's not carrying the offense. I Listen, I don't think there's many quarterbacks, at least the past quarterbacks like a Carson Wentz or Nick Foles, they're not doing this offense, I think offense, you're being bro. a little bit critical on Carson Wentz, obviously. He was bad last he year. He was bad last year, but he was pressing. It was a lot of him playing superhero ball. What about this ball. year? He's been good. He's been great. He's... He's been great. That's why yeah. I say you got to mm. give him some benefit. You got to give him the benefit great. of the doubt. He hasn't been great. He, this season, he's been borderline great. I don't know about that, bro. He's what, been borderline... five and four? Four and five. Like, they have a, a tough schedule. Record, but to, yeah, to start. they did have a tough schedule. But obviously, we're seeing JT beat JT, and obviously, that's but the been question able is: to, do you, is Hurts a franchise quarterback? He's, I, he's saying, yeah, I yeah, mean, and not only on the ground, but through the air, he has thirty-one passes of twenty-plus yards. That's just behind Josh Allen, who has thirty-three, who everyone's in love with. And if we start a redraft today, Josh Allen be a top three pick. Everyone's madly in love with this guy, and Jalen Hurts is being just as good as him in terms of big plays. 20 plus yards, he has 31, and, and Josh Allen is 33. I don't know what the chuckle's for. Because it's just Josh Allen hurts and not in the same conversation. No, no they're, they're not. not. They're but not. I'm just talking but about I understand his point. talking about as a passer. Everyone disrespects Hurts, thinking he can't make the plays downfield. You just made it sound like you just made it sound like we we hold Josh Allen to this, to this great regard and we do. he's this poster boy. We do. And it seems like you're upset that we don't do the same for Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying I think he has a plus arm, and I think a lot of people don't. 
I don't think he has the strongest arm, but I think he can make damn near every throw on the football field, and he has a lot of velocity behind Shit, his ball every too. Throw, I don't know, but he 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 has a he has a good a good enough arm. I, I agree with you on that. On he's, that, and he's, he's been only terrific. In his second, he's only in his second this year. Is, what's he had? Ten games started, but with those big time fourteen plays, games. I just want to I just want to ask you with those big time plays. Is that do you know if that's air yards or that's just yards? I'm not sure. Because I Eric, want to say it's just yards. Because if it's just yards, it could be a 10-yard yeah. pass that gets taken for oh, 30 yards. Word, yeah, because Quez Watkins is, is doing that every week. They scheme up a lot of great stuff, bro. I, I uh, do. I think, I, he's, I, think they've, I think Sirianni's been really we, good this year. We've seen Jalen Hurts have a few on-the-money deep and balls. And he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's been, been damn near perfect in the red zone. He has 15 touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, 114 passer rating. Him and Devonta spent the last two weeks, nine receptions on great 12 chemistry. targets, 182 yards, three touchdowns, is 156 passer rating. He joins Kyler Lamar in RG3 as the only quarterbacks with 2,000 passing yards, 500 rushing, and five touchdowns in the team's first five games. Ten games, sorry. He's been really, really good. And you look at this quarterback class, there's not a single quarterback who's an upgrade over Jalen Hurts. Not Matt Corral, not Slovis, not Pickett, none of these guys. So I don't know why if the Eagles, who are potentially three first-round picks, you can't take a quarterback. You have those three first-round picks to build up either offensive line. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this class or even attack the defensive side of the ball because they need help there too. But yes, I think Jalen Hurts could definitely be the franchise quarterback because he's the quarterback that the NFL is looking for, and that's who they want, a mobile guy who can make throws. Go ahead, man. I haven't scouted the the quarterback class yet, so I really it's, don't have an opinion on it's that. It's whatever. I, I'll see when I get there. Like this, Joel. You're good. I think Jalen Hurts has been really good. I think he's been really solid for the Eagles. You know, in terms of PFF, PFF loves him. He's the 11th ranked quarterback according to PFF. He's 19th in QBR. I guess what I'm saying is that Jalen Hurts, is he capable of being a franchise quarterback? He's definitely capable of it. But is he really? Can he be one? Is he is is Jalen Hurts going to be a franchise quarterback? That's the real question. I just don't see it. I think he'll be a very good quarterback. And I'm not saying Philly should move move off from Jalen Hurts. They shouldn't. Because, one, there's no quarterback in free agency in this draft that warrants them moving off from Jalen Hurts. I said this before the draft, and I'll say this again. Jalen Hurts, to me, is Tyrod Taylor. And people hear Tyrod Taylor's name and they go insane. They say, oh, don't compare Hurts to Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is average. Tyrod Taylor, 2015, when he finally got a shot to be a starting quarterback, starting quarterback, when he finally got a shot to be a starting quarterback in Buffalo, made the Pro Bowl, rushed for 568 yards, had four touchdowns, threw for 3,000 yards, had 20 touchdowns um, passing, and to six interceptions. He was a very efficient quarterback. Very next year, he led them to the playoffs, by the way, too. First time that, that happened, they were in the drought before that. Then... 17 touchdowns, six interceptions the very next season, 14 touchdowns, four interceptions the very next season. Tyrod Taylor was a very efficient quarterback, and we saw what he did for the Houston Texans early on in the season. They looked like a completely different team when Tyrod Taylor was out there. I think Jalen Hurts is Tyrod Taylor. He's a quarterback that is is he's good. He's a starter. He can get you wins. He can he can be a, a, a focal point in your success. There's no doubt. But do I view Jalen Hurts and I say, this guy's changing the game. This guy's changing. Is he a top 10 quarterback? Do I see Hurts becoming a top 10 quarterback? No. You know, before the season, I said Hurts was, he can easily be a top 18 quarterback this year. And I think this year he's been that. 
I see Hurts being no more than a top like fifteen quarterback, and I think he'll be he'll be in the tier of like eleven cousins, Kirk Cousins tier. Maybe I think Kirk Cousins is way better than Hurts though. I, I, I think so too, but it because I remember we had potential. this debate a few weeks ago and we said Cousins like eleven twelve. I think Hurts is gonna like at his peak though because Kirk yeah. Cousins at his peak. Yeah, yeah. Um, at his, at Hertz's peak, he's gonna be anywhere from eleven to eighteen on a year to year basis. I feel like Hertz's trajectory is hard to judge for the long term because of his rushing ability. His passing abilities, I have my my worries about it because early in the season we see him miss a couple throws. They're twenty fifth in it, passing this year. Sixty two per, uh, completion percentage, which is not the greatest. I think it ranks around like eighteen, nineteen. Excuse me, I think it's in the twenties, truthfully, and amongst quarterbacks. But his rushing ability is great, and it's, and it's obviously opened up a lot for the for the Eagles' offense right now. In terms of total points scored, they're number eleventh in the NFL in yards. I want to say they're around middle of the pack, but defensively, they're around middle of the pack also. So I mean, scoring points is arguably the hardest aspect of football. And Jalen Hurts is putting his team in position to score. He's he's accounted for eighteen total touchdowns this season. Being a franchise quarterback is a question for me because I don't fully trust his his arm. He has some great he has some great moments throwing the football for sure, but I feel like it takes him too long in a game to get going. I feel like a lot of his time, especially early in the season, a lot of his stats were accounted for in the fourth quarter. So that's why I have my worries about about Jalen Hurts, but I do like the connection that we've seen over the last couple of weeks with Devonta Smith. We even we haven't really seen Goddard and him really get going on a consistent basis, but it's still been there a few times during the season. I want to see Miles Sanders come back and him build a rapport with with Jalen Hurts as well. We already see the connection immediately with with Boston Scott and, and Jordan Howard in the backfield. We even saw a little bit with Kenny Gainwell before uh, Miles Sanders went out. When Miles Sanders was healthy, Kenny Gainwell was one of his favorite targets. Now that uh, Miles Sanders came out, they really put uh, Kenny Gainwell in the back burner. We're seeing the Boston Scott Jordan Howard show. So. He has played very well up until this point in the season. I just think for the long term, my question rem- remains in his arm. I mean, is he going to... He's only in year two, so really in year, year one, one. Essentially in year one. And so I really can't be too critical of him because, let's be honest, like you mentioned, again, not comparing him to Josh Allen. Josh Allen is amongst the best quarterbacks in the league. His first two seasons, he was dead last in completion percentage. Terrible. He was really bad. But he makes up for it with his legs. And it's not like his arm is is terrible. It's definitely not terrible. It could be better. And I think he will get better. But the fact that he, he he has the the running abilities that he has, it allows the Eagles to at least be a little bit more comfortable in thinking, all right, we don't have to immediately address this. He's in year one, he's doing this, and we're not horrific. People thought we were going to be horrific. And they're definitely not. They're four and six, respectable, with wins uh, against solid teams. Uh, a loss against the Chargers last week that was extremely close. Uh, I'm trying to. I have the schedule right here. They they smacked the Lions. I thought that game was going to be close. This was really the telling game of if the Eagles were ass or not. And they smoked the Lions against the Buccaneers. It was a close game. They beat the Panthers and they came back against the Panthers. Shows that they're gritty. Obviously, they're not a team that's going to quit because that's what Jalen Hurts is. He's a gamer for sure. I just think that. A loss to the to the Niners, seventeen eleven. They could score a little bit more points there. Obviously, San Francisco defense isn't the greatest, but ultimately he's played well enough, and he's made them more respectable than what people initially thought that they were going to be. I'll say one thing. I'll say that Jalen Hurts has been good, and uh, 
There's no doubt about that this season. Whether or not he's the reason that Philly is respectable, I'm I'm hesitant on. Because before the season, I thought Philly was going to be a good team. I didn't understand all the talk about them winning three, four games on a year because this is a this was a roster that has a top 10 defensive line, has a top 10 offensive line. Their corners got better. Darius Slay is playing. Like, he's, he's playing like an elite corner. Yep. They signed Anthony Harris. Like, I thought this team, yeah, they're going to win around seven to eight games. I, I said like seven to nine. They're going to win around that. I don't know if that's all because of Jalen Hurts. I think him not being a totally garbage quarterback has helped that. But I don't know. You know, I, I'll say this. You know, Jalen Hurts, I think he has Dak Prescott-level leadership and intangible. Great, I was a great leader. Yeah. I, I think – Jalen Hurts, what he doesn't make, what the, what he doesn't have in talent, he makes up for leadership, moxie, and intangibles. That's why I think that the Eagles w- would be making a grave mistake if they move off of Jalen Hurts for Matt Corral or one of these quarterbacks. And granted, I haven't watched these quarterbacks yet, so I'm just speaking off the assumption because I know he, the word out there is that this quarterback draft isn't that good. Jalen Hurts is capable of, of winning games. He's capable of taking the team to the playoffs. Maybe not carrying them, but he can be your starting quarterback, and he can win a lot of games. Yeah, And I think that's what Hurts is. I, I already said it. To me, he's Tyrod Taylor. And I think Tyrod Taylor has been a severely, criminally underrated quarterback for the past, like, seven years. Yeah, the issue with Tyrod, though, is he had a very small window of starting. You know, he had a couple years on Buffalo, then he went to the Chargers, though he start, and then, obviously, the, the doctor. He just never got a chance. After Buffalo, yeah, he didn't get a chance in Cleveland. Yep. With the Chargers, he didn't get a chance. So, like, you know, when Tyrod has gotten a chance, he's made the most of that chance. Yeah, I agree. I think Jalen Hurts definitely, like, I don't think he's ever going to be a top, like, eight quarterback in the league, but I think he has that to be, like, borderline, you know, like a good, a really good quarterback. Like I think Kirk Cousins is much in his range of outcomes. Like was Andy Dalton ever a top ten quarterback in nah, his career? Nah. He had, and uh, he was a franchise guy. Season. He did have top ten seasons. Season. He had, I mean, he had yeah. a couple top ten seasons though for a quarterback for sure. He made the Pro Bowl multiple times. Yeah, yeah. he did. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowls are so kind of iffy. Was though, he sometimes. ever a top like 10 Mitch was a Pro Bowler? Clean. Probably not. I think probably not. Production wise, yeah. But if you're gonna take him over ten quarterbacks, into, yeah. like. You never saw Andy Dalton and said you're taking him over ten quarterbacks, but definitely on a year to year basis in Cincinnati, you put up the numbers. The production was better than ten quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was in that top ten quarterback range. You know, and that used to be a debate whether or not Andy Dalton is a franchise guy or just regular. And he definitely was a franchise guy. He definitely was. So I don't see why Jalen Hurts, who obviously is. As impactful as he is in the run game, 500 yards for a quarterback is absolutely yeah. bonkers. Halfway through the Lamar season. makes it look normal, but that's it's definitely not normal. So to do this with partner that with five touchdowns as well, you Eagles, you you got to yeah. give him his credit. And three first round picks in this upcoming draft, they could really. I you're high on much higher on Quez Watkins, Jordan Howard, and Co. than I am. But you go out get a Drake London, Traylon Burks. You know you you're could, taking Drake London with a first round pick. He's gonna be a first round pick. Yeah, for sure. With the injury. Yeah, because it's not like an Achilles or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm taking Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's a stud, too. I think there's, I mean, the wide receiver one debate's up in there. There's there's a few different guys. But Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I'm not I'm not that high on Olave. I, I thought, I mean, last year when I saw Justin Fields tape, 
I was like, Garrett Wilson's better than Chris Olave. Yeah, he's having a better year. Honestly, Olave might be the wide receiver three on that team. There's a, another kid. Uh, I can't remember his name. He has like a, like a hyphen last name. Um, but he's having. I think he's putting up better uh, numbers than Olave is right now. Yeah, Garrett Olave's Wilson. A senior. Garrett Wilson to me stood out. So I, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to him coming in the league. He really stood out to me. So on to NFL pick on week eleven. We can make this one quick. Patriots versus Falcons. I got the Pats. 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 Ravens versus Bears. Ravens, my squad. Whew, going to be a good game. What? I think the Ravens win, though. Hey, listen, we can't count out Jalen Hurts. I mean, excuse me, we can't Justin count Fields. out Justin Fields. Ravens. I'm, excited. I'm Ravens. going Ravens. Yeah, it should be a good game, though. At, at Chicago. Packers versus Vikings. This we already spoke upset. on this one. Yeah, I'm going Pack, as long as Rodgers plays. If Love plays, Vikings. Yeah, I think this is definitely a game the Vikings can win, though, at home. But they just had so many rough losses this year. I think the Packers have their number. Got the Vikings all day. Colts versus Bills. Hmm. I'm I'm going Colts, truthfully. Um, I think that JT's going to have a good game. There's going to be the first team that, that the Bills play outside of Derrick Henry, and they, they feel the run. Yeah, I think the Bills coming off a huge win against the Jets. They kind of want to show everyone, like, listen, I know we lost to Jacksonville. We could beat the Jets. We could beat the best teams in the AFC. They're going to handle the Colts. I got the Bills. Lions versus Browns. This is the game the Browns should definitely win. If they lose this game, man, Baker's done. He is at like he is already in the doghouse for sure. He loses this one. Chubb is back. He's done. Chubb could go for one fifty if he's back. Yeah. So I'm going Browns. Sure I got the Browns. Washington versus Panthers. Oof. Cam Newton's first game. Washington just coming off a big win. Um, Was but- Ron Rivera the one that benched him? Yes. He didn't bench. He got him. hurt, right? Yeah, he got yeah, hurt. He got, he hurt. got hurt. Was healthy enough to come back, and they rode with Kyle Allen. Yeah, that That's Kyle is, Allen went like five and zero. Yeah, it's still Word. criminal. Um, this is gonna be a good game. I think who's Carolina's home, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Cam's first game against Ron Rivera, he'll get the dub. I'm I got. Go ahead, man. I got the Panthers. I'm going Panthers. Texans versus Titans. 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 Forty ers versus Jaguars. Niners. Oof, gonna be another good. This is, Elijah game. Mitchell might miss this game. He has a I broken finger. I did one. see that, but ah oh, man, I shouldn't be thinking on this one as much as I am. You shouldn't. I shouldn't be. Who did the Jaguars play last week? I think they looked like trash too. Yeah, they uh-huh. got. They only lost by six. It is a division game. I'm gonna go Jaguars, man. Okay, I am. I Dolphins think they do it. Versus Jets. I'm going to the game Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to watch my boy Tua light it up. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, there's no reason that the Dolphins should lose this game with Joe Flacco, a quarterback. I'll be sitting in the box, too, all cozy, all warm, okay. and my, my orange Tua Yo, jersey. You know what? If Joe Flacco has a big game, you got to apologize, bro. bro Joe Flacco, I don't care if he has a big game. I got Sorry. the Dolphins in this one. Yeah. Saints versus Eagles. I got the Eagles. Another good game, man. This is in Philly. Yeah. I love Jalen Hurts, but this this Saints defense has Yo, been it's, it's been spooky. really really Especially good. Actually, you know what? They yeah, they're one of the best teams against the run. Yeah. Oh, they've been phenomenal. I think they they get the win though. I got the Eagles. Eagles. I'll take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints too. I mean, Lattimore playing on Devonta Smith is going to be interesting to see. Obviously, Lattimore is lock up against primetime receivers. Yeah. Doesn't matter the size. He's amazing. So it'll be interesting to see. Thoughts of the week. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm changing taking my, over. I'm changing my pick, Saints. All right, I'll, I'll allow it. We're all in the Saints. Yeah, oh, the Eagles are gonna win. Bengals versus <laughs> Bengals versus Raiders. I'll be stunned if the Bengals lose this one. They absolutely need this game. Yeah, listen, you can make the same argument for the Raiders. True, it's a very tight race in the AFC West. True. I think coming off an embarrassing loss against KC, Derek Carr bounces back. I'll tell you what, Bengals lose this game completely out on them rest of the season. They need this game. I understand they're away. You got to win this one. I got the Bengals. 
Cowboys versus Chiefs. Game of the week. Whew. I'm taking KC. I'm, ba- I'm, I'm back in, bro. I think Dallas is obviously one of the best teams in the league. I think KC gets their mojo back a little bit from that Raiders win. Mm. Goes on a little run. You already know I'm riding with the boys. I know. Ezekiel's going to run crazy. It'll be awesome to see. I got the Chiefs. Cardinals versus Seahawks. Cards. Yeah. Russ isn't right. Need Kyler he's to not come back, right. though. Kyler's got to come he, back. I think he practiced today. Yeah, he is, but... I, he, he said he's ready to come back. Yeah. He yeah. said he's I mean, close I, to ready, I saw. I'm hopeful. I need, I want him to play terribly. Pittsburgh versus the Chargers. This is the uh, Sunday night game? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's in L.A.? In L.A. Oh. I'll take the Chargers. <sighs> they need this. It'll be tough. But I, oh, man, the AFC West, bro. Every team's like, we need to win every I game. No, and they no, just—it's like, a question mark every single week. I'm gonna actually go Steelers. I think the Steelers win this game. I got the Chargers in this one, and now Giants versus Bucks. I got Bucks. the Bucks. Yep, five hundred. Yeah, I'm going to the Bucks too. And that's gonna do it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast, episode one thirty. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. Thank you for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.